On the Vintage Video Podcast, we'll be reviewing every single wide release of the 1980s in chronological order. Over 250 episodes to enjoy and thousands more to come. John enters the store now to order another can of ether. I picture him outside like Homer with the gas hall. <laughs> one for you, one for me. I also like to think about that the kids renew their vow not to talk about the murder. By, by murdering someone. <laughs> <laughs> They're taking a blood oath with someone else's blood. This stuff is seven times more powerful than uranium. And yeah. they, they open up the vault that it's contained in, not wearing any kind of protective nope. gear. Yeah. And it's wooden crates. Wooden crates. It's like the guys in Chernobyl picking up the graphite rocks yeah. and going, meh, because there's rocks. Hugging the elephant foot. <laughs> just like, oh, this thing's smooth. It's so warm. He turns to dial the number from the classified ad without even thinking about the numbers. <laughs> we know this because we can hear his thoughts, and he's talking about how AJ was right that ninjas are misdirecting him. They're misdirecting him. I really wish that he'd turn to the phone and be like, six, six. Vintage Video. We're rewatching the 80s so you don't have to. Welcome to Sodom and Gomorrah. Me be Jessup, a caveman just waiting for that come up. With me today, the prom queen of the Say Love Satan podcast, my beautiful wife, Stephanie. Hello. And you know what that means? If you're the queen, makes me the king. Right. And king, you know, king and queen. You know what I do? You know who my uh, jester is? Benny Graves. Oh. <laughs> and I keep the little stale tater tots in my pocket and I throw them and I say, make dance, make me laugh, jester. And he scrambles off, yeah. all frantic looking. <laughs> my jester, Benny Jester, I imagine he's like dressed up like uh, in like a clown suit. Okay. Like and, a sad hobo clown? Yeah. And he's got really, really, really overgrown facial hair uh-huh. and long, greasy hair. Oh. So kind of like the Ben we know, <laughs> but just more like furry in the face, I guess. Right. But then he paints the clown makeup over oh, his, his, his beard and the, stuff. The fur. Yeah. So it looks like greasy yeah. and like he's a little trickster. Okay. Is what I'm getting at with this one. I believe it. So on this episode, we're keeping the Cronin farts in the family. Cronin dad, Cronin son. Yeah, it's Cronin dad versus Cronin son. <laughs> and we will determine by the end of this episode who is the stronger one. Okay. It's uh, Festivus of Flesh. Remember Festivus from Seinfeld mm-hmm. stuff? Festivus for the rest of us? Flesh. It's a, like David Cronenberg's talking to Brandon and he's like, Flesh Festivus isn't over until you pin me, Brandon. And he's like, no, daddy. <laughs> It must have just been so weird to grow up in the Cronenberg household with like yeah. Daddy Cronenberg being weird, putting lube on everything. He's like putting, <laughs> putting lube on his cereal in the morning. Everything has to be wet when he's eating it. But then like his son also. And then like just that whole household just must have been very, very strange. Because with the Cronenbergs, I feel like, you know, normal 
normal human beings have life experiences, like they have like these experiences in their life that shape the person that they are. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you think a little bit about those experiences, but like then you forget them. But I think I feel like David Cronenberg or any of the Cronenbergs really, I feel like when things happen to them, they overthink them to the point of like existentialism right. so it's <laughs> like, like even as like a child they were thinking that way well so i was thinking like you know a normal person goes grocery shopping and they're out of eggs and you're like oh that's fine that sucks i guess i'll have to figure something else out but not a cronenberg okay they have to like articulate in some you know deep existential way why the eggs are out of stock and connected to humanity in some way so i can imagine david cronenberg being like the eggshell is the armor we wear when faced with adversity it's a frail exterior that hides the yolky truth <laughs> that humanity is dippy eggs of the universe. God is the chicken that laid mankind, and the thing that eats us is fear. Existential dread only ends when our existence is out of stock. That's my next movie, and that's why the <laughs> eggs are out of stock today. Yeah. Throw a little body horror in there. So I wanted to, real quick, talk about um, a few movies I watched. Um, and... You watched two of these with me, but the first one I'm going to talk about is Vesper. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, oh, yeah, I didn't watch it. My one. buddy recommended it. He's like, no one's talking about this movie. It's fucking sick as hell. It's awesome. Like sci-fi world building in it. It's not like gotten good reviews, but you should check it out. So I watched it and it's like one of the coolest sci-fi movies next to like, uh, like low budget sci-fi movie, I should say. Mm-hmm. Next to like that movie Prospect we watched, remember? Yeah. Uh, well, is there anybody famous in it? Or no. anybody that you would recognize? No, it's like actually the directors that did it, I can't remember what country they're from, oh, okay. um, but they basically, they're, they're not like uh, American, obviously. And I, it's like, I, gotta, I would just be making up a country. Yeah. Is, if that, I, is it, is it in, in English or subtitled? No, no. Okay. It, it's, uh, no, no, it is in English, but they decided to do this movie as their, for their being their first English speaking movie. Oh, okay. Uh, to get like more interest drummed up about it. Cause if they did it in their home country, no one would like have said anything. And it's just really, really like all the actors. Oh, you would recommend you would recognize the one dude in it. The one dude in it that plays like the bad guy. He's like a British actor. He was in, I believe he was in Snatch or Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels or both of them. Yeah. He, or both. Yeah. Uh, he's in it and he plays like the bad guy, but it's really fucking cool. It's basically about like, it's like a post-apocalyptic movie. It has some sketchy CGI in places, but everything else they do in it is so cool. And it's basically like, the rich people live like in these almost like, uh, did you find out who was? Yeah. Um, I think Eddie Marson is who you were talking about. He's like a little guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 yeah that's him. Oh, no, but guess who else is in it? Richard Drake is in it. Or Richard Brake. I'm sorry. From mm. Barbarian. Oh yeah. 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 I was going to fu- say he's the, he's the dad in this movie. Um, oh, okay. And he's basically like bedridden and he can't get out of bed. And so he's like, basically his consciousness is hooked up to this like drone. That's like this, like head that floats around. It's like oh. a little robot. Uh-huh. Kind of looks like Wilson. She like painted a face on it and, uh-huh. stuff. And, and it follows her everywhere, everywhere around the world. But her and her dad like live actually like out in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. And it's just really fucking cool. The world building, like it, it takes place after like humanity was like basically killing the world so bad that they genetically modified all the plant life to like, like adapt and everything so the plant life kept it so like when in the movie you see like trees breathing and stuff like that oh. and there's all this weird stuff and they actually get their energy from like bacteria yeah that's so cool like, but the rich people that live like in these like like cities are like these weird like pods they almost everything looks like fungus or something like that and they um they build their cities in there and uh they like genetically modified seeds 
So seeds are like currency. So like, but a seed will only produce one crop. So once oh. it produces one crop, you have to get more seeds. So right. everybody's like struggling to survive. But her uncle plays that guy that I just, you just said his name. The short dude from uh, oh, Eddie Marson. Eddie Marson. He plays like uh, her uncle and he basically has like a compound with kids in it and he just like harvests their blood to sell to like the rich people. They don't oh. know what they do with the blood. <laughs> wow. And he's in the like, like sex, like trafficking things with the kids. And then like, uh, there's this, uh, there's these weird creatures in it called jug jugs. And they're basically like people, but they're like slaves to other people. They're like clones almost. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's a really, really cool story. It sounds like clusterfucking me trying to explain it. I suck at explaining shit. Stuff, stuff that's more of her forte, but I think you would really, really enjoy the movie. And if you're a fan of sci-fi, if you really liked uh, the TV show uh, Raised by Wolves before it got canned, that was like one of my favorite sci-fi TV shows ever. And they fucking axed it after like the second season. Yeah. And it was so good too, because it just kept getting weirder and weirder and weirder and weirder. This does a lot of really good world building in like the hour and a half of the movie. And I really want you to watch it and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we watched, uh, well, me and Steph together watched Crawl Space. Oh, man. With uh, Henry Thomas yeah. from uh, E.T. <laughs> Elliot. Elliot. Um, yeah. What did you think of it? <laughs> I'm going to say, it was not a good movie, but it was enjoyable and we watched the whole thing. It was enjoyable enough to keep our attention. I'll say that. Um, I mean, watching Henry Thomas be, first of all, he's like, he's like banging someone half his age in this movie with a kid, which is kind of unbelievable, but that's what you were focused on the whole yeah. movie. <laughs> um, he's like 55 and she's like 30 or something. Yeah. But Henry, but I, I understand what you're saying, but he does always have that like boyish look about he, him. So like, I mean, he does, but he's looking old. He is. Definitely. He doesn't look like he's her age by any stretch yeah. of imagination, but he doesn't look like he's 55 or whatever. No, it is. no. I mean, but I, it was fun to watch him kind of, um, turn into like kind of a badass in this movie. It was fun. Uh, yeah, 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 I don't know, man. It was. I mean, it, would I watch it again? No. We knew it was going to be terrible. We watched it, and it was terrible. And we're like, and but it was really, really fucking stupid. Yeah. And like, basically, he's like a, a plumber in it, and the lines they give him throughout the movie are just like awful. Where yeah. he's like, "I'm a plumber. I deal with pieces of shit every day." And you're just like, "Really, Elliot? Like, didn't see that one coming. Come on, bro. At least throw a joke in about the uh, Reese's pieces or something." Yeah. Or phone home or something, but he's like a plumber and he ends up like working in like a crawl space and these other guys try to rob the client that he's uh, currently doing the plumbing for and right. he's in the crawl space and they're looking for money and the money's in the crawl space. Yeah, and, and, they, and he witnesses a murder and then they try to kill him and it's the, like the majority of the movie is him kind of fighting back from this crawl space. He turns into Grambo. <laughs> he does. Yeah. He's like a grandpa Rambo. He turns yeah. into Grambo. As mentioned on the next movie, I want to mention real quick, Attack of the Beast Creatures that we watched on uh, oh, Instagram boy. Live. Oh, boy. And if you were one of the 15 people watching that movie with us, <laughs> a whopping 15 people, uh, just if you weren't rather, just know that you, that movie's a treasure. And it, it's it a is a treasure to behold. Ridiculous. And when we watched like a couple minutes of like the like the B-roll of the movie yeah. of them, because <laughs> the movie's basically like about like they, these guys, they, well, it's supposed to take place, what, 1920s or something 1920 like that? something. And there's like a, these people are on a ship. And it, that it sinks. It sinks. And then they wind up on this one, island. One rowboat full of people end up on an island. Um, and they're attacked by these. Tiki dolls. <laughs> oh, little tiki men. Yeah, it looks like Trilogy of Terror tiki men, but oh, way, way, way worse. Like four points of articulation on these guys, but they have luxurious, like luxurious, luxurious hair. Oh, and the they hair show them running and all the time. flashlight eyeballs. And they show them, 
Oh, when they're running, oh, and then there's just dolls being thrown <laughs> from trees. Dolls so being great. thrown everywhere yeah. and biting people, and people are obviously yeah. just holding the dolls on them. It's, oh it, my god! So there's also like, but this island that they AGFA land on, put it out on Blu-ray. The island also has acid water. So oh, you know, oh just yeah, the that's com- right. Just the complicate thing, and it's got a whole bunch of spirit skeletons. Because <laughs> every time I show a skeleton, it looks nothing like a human skeleton, and, and it's, it's bleached completely white. Bleached white. Yeah. <laughs> bleached white. Oh, that man. boy was so white looked like Frederick Mercury. Yeah, <laughs> that was a fun watch. It was. It was yeah. a really. It was a really good time. Um. So what are we drinking, Stephanie? Do it. Um. We have the Bat Squatch, uh, hazy India Pale Ale from Rogue. Um. It's got great artwork on it. Yeah, we've had the Bat Squatch before. It's good. Yeah, it's, it's good. Solid sipping beer. Yeah, tasty. Rogue's artwork's always good. Their beers, on the other hand, eh. yeah. I know. Eh. I, feel, I feel the same way. I think they do a lot of those, like, uh, like they do a the lot of the big beers. stouts, like the uh, peanut butter baby or whatever. Is that is it theirs? <laughs> yeah, peanut butter baby. <laughs> it's, peanut butter. it's something with Jesus. <laughs> yeah, peanut uh, butter Jesus. Yeah, it's like a, a I don't peanut butter porter. Yeah, yeah. They do a lot of porters like that, um, especially around the holidays. I guess I don't know. I don't. Yeah, that's they, all I know about. I'm not porter. They're stouts. Um, that's all I know about them. They do them in like they do those donut ones too. Oh like yeah, the yeah. Pink in the big bottle. And every time I've ever had one, I'm just like, yeah. I don't, I don't like stouts or porters, though, so it does nah, nothing for me. Me neither. We got a cat in here, and he's playing with shit. Paxson. Bill Paxson's in here. Up to no good. Hanging out. Uh, let's do something more God. So, two movies today, guys. Infinity Pool from 2023 and Crimes of the Future from 2022. The Cronin Fam. Cronenfam unite at the dinner table talking about why the eggs are out of stock. Yeah. <laughs> and Cronenberg's just eating like chicken tendies his his uh, mommy made for him and he's covering it like their condiment of choice KY jelly. Yeah, always. Make them tendies wet. That's what he says. <laughs> Make the dry tendies wet, daddy. And he just puts he's like you know that's how we eat them in this household, son. You know it. You can either have KY jelly, or if you're older like daddy and you don't like all that wetness, you have Vaseline on your chicken. Oh man, Vaseline, it but, just leaves a residue. But it gives a good shimmer. And that's what, <laughs> everything Everything that Cronenberg does, has to, it comes back to the pussy. Yeah. Everything oh. has to be wet. Wet like well, the pussy. I mean, this is a Cronin, that must be a Cronin fam thing. It, it is a actual program part of like, you know, if you're attracted to women, I should say, male. Right. It's programmed into your head to like stuff that's wet. That's why swimsuits are wet. That's why guys are like, oh, look at these bitches wet in swimsuits because it takes you right. to now, your you fucking reptile brain of a wet pussy. You don't want a dry swim- swimsuit. You want a wet Fuck swimsuit. Fuck no. It's not like we're like, let's look at fucking bitches co- coated in panko breadcrumbs yeah. in bathing suits. Well, I don't want to see no dry bitches. Speaking of Vaseline. Make, make them wet. Wet t-shirt contest them. Have you heard of this? If they gave consent. This uh, trend called slugging. Mm-mm. <laughs> so it's apparently like a TikTok thing, I guess, that girls put, they cover their faces in Vaseline before they go to bed. And it's supposed to be, oh. you put like, you put your moisturizer and stuff underneath they, and then you cover your face in Vaseline. So your pores can't fucking breathe. But it, but it's supposed to, I guess it's supposed to help whatever's underneath of it be absorbed better. I don't know. Can you imagine waking up? What does your pillowcase look like? Uh, grease. <laughs> it looks like Cronenberg's bedroom. Right? Yeah. You go in there and you're like, is this, is this the set of the fly? Holy crap. Is Goldblum in the corner with like little hairs coming out of his, <laughs> his butt, his little butt cheeks? Oh, that, yeah, that's, uh, I thought, at first I thought you were going to say they cover their faces in Vaseline before they give BJ's oh. so they don't get the so cum it just beads, on their So it beads face. right off. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that could be slugging what are, like, version the, two. You see people buying Vaseline all the time when you're at the store. I always see 
every time I'm in there, everybody's got a tub of Vaseline in their cart. Checking I, out, checking I out the Vaseline. Purchased Vaseline in like I don't I, I don't know if I ever did as an adult. But what are all these people doing? I with don't it? know. I remember people used to tell me, "Oh yeah, jerk off a vest." I'm like, "That Ew. is the worst choice ever." It's so great. Well, then you have to just soap your shit up really well to get all that Vaseline you're, off. It doesn't matter how much you do it. No, you're basically gonna have like, yeah, you're <laughs> you're like fucking prick, and, and Bush is gonna look like you turtle waxed it. It's gonna oh, be beads man. of water on it at all times. Well, I don't know. Then how do the women? How do these girls? Women, girls, whatever, get they, it off of their how face. How do these women, girls? No, how do they get it off their faces? Like, what are they washing their faces with to get this, the well, slug juice off? I mean, I'm not saying it's ideal, but I do imagine wiping Vaseline off of skin is easier than wiping it off of, like, pub- pubashis. I mean, probably. You know? <laughs> like, you're not getting it out of you. Like, you could try to pull it out of your pubashi. It's yeah. like when you're a dude and you... And if you're like J.O. On, on your back and you shoot... Yeah. And it gets, like, in, in your, your bunny button. trail and then it rolls down because you're lazy and you fall asleep and you wake up and it, Ew. like, all the all the cum is separated, like all the components of the cum is separated. Yeah. Like, so you got the chunky sperm and then you got like the <laughs> seminal vesicle fluid goes down in your pubes and you try to, and the chunky sperm is like in your pubes. Yeah. Like, a, like a clump of ricotte rolled down in there uh-huh. and you try to get it out. It's a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nightmare. It looks like, it looks exactly <laughs> like that. It looks like you got like, it looks like you got ricotta cheese in your pubes. That's like disgusting. someone just smeared. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's disgusting. Yeah. That, that's why like when I was a kid and I used to J.O. with the conditioner. Mm-hmm. If sometimes it was, that was always my last option. I'd go in there. Oh, shampoo. Cool. Oh, but, but the, and it was, but listen, I would go and I would put the shampoo, try to put it on my hand and it would do the fart noise. Uh-huh. And I'd be like, God damn it. No more. And then I'd look around and be like, oh man, there's no more bars of soap either, but there was always conditioner. <laughs> so I was like, I guess I got to use a conditioner this time. And you it's just, real slimy. And, well, and it makes chunks. Like yeah. it, it chunks up, it yeah. chunkifies. And then like your cum <laughs> mixes with it. And I remember being a kid when I was done doing my business with the conditioner, yeah. the drain would have like chunks in it oh. and I'll be pushing it down my toes like <laughs> chunky cum ricotta. <laughs> and this has been oh. my chunky cum ricotta oh, uh, segment of the podcast. Enjoy. Oh. Uh, homeboys. Yeah. Bros know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Just bump, I'm bro. sure. I'm yeah. sure. Is there, there's no gross stories with like, you know, women when they masturbate? I mean, I couldn't, I don't know. I can just imagine because it's like, it's known. Like, people are like, there's memes it is about known. it uh-huh. that like guys just jerk off with slickening agents. Right. And it, and it like could be any kind of slickening agent, you know? Yeah. Especially when you're in your youth, you're like, let's try olive oil this time. Oh my God. You know? And then, you, and then you, your fucking cock smells like chicken parmesan for like weeks because <laughs> of that olive oil just is permeating your skin. But like, I don't, you don't ever hear like, oh, I was so like women, like lubing up their vagas. I mean, I could tell you that I've only ever used actual lubricant. So I don't know. You never like, we're like, oh, I'm fresh out. I got to use hand lotion. No. Because guys be doing that. No. Guys be hand lotion in it. I'm not putting hand lotion in my vagina. Yeah. I know. It's just something to consider. Yeah. (laughs) That like, I mean, I do, you do see like things where like. You can, I mean, like, if you have to use anything, just spit in your goddamn hand, you know? Well, it's like these hippie vegans, like, will are known to use, like, a cucumber on themselves, you Is know? Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, it's a cucumber. It's like nature's dildo. Like what? So, oh, so like vegans a, don't believe in buying dildos? No, no, no I'm not saying saying? they don't believe in it, but, like, they're known to do that because they are attracted to plants. <laughs> so they'll use a cucumber, maybe a zucchini. <laughs> like, you know how, like, a, like a cucumber uh, skin is so waxy? Is that is that, like, the part that turns people on? Well, no, you think I think eggplant is more. No, I wouldn't put it past a bitch to, no. to do an eggplant. But well, like, have you seen a Japan? You've seen a Japanese eggplant, but they would be size queens, right? Yeah. Japanese eggplants look like a dick. And when we were kids, we used to be like, "Oh yeah, she uses a carrot, but carrot would not be ideal for a dildo because it's like, unless you use the root end, that's all dirty." You know, I mean, it, because if you use the other end, it's, like, <laughs> it's just little, like a little, like a pinker finger, like a pinker finger, like a pinky finger. It's like putting a birthday hat in your pussy. <laughs> 
It's like you can't be comfortable, you know? Oh, my goodness gracious. No. Which job do you want to start with? Oh, well, I was going to talk about something. We didn't, we didn't give me the opportunity. Slugging. You said slugging. No, I said slugging. There was something. <laughs> no, that just was because you said Vaseline. I made, okay, I'm just going to really quick before we get into these movies. No, you can take I your have time to with share, it. Take have, your time with it, girl. I have to share this with like the, like our listeners. With our listeners. Um, because I made a, an animal discovery. Jessup, you remember I shared this with you. It's, the, it's a flying squirrel. Oh. Found in Japan. And it is potentially, okay, you know, my love of a bush baby, oh, right? Yes, it is high. We talk right? about it on every episode. I love this a bush baby. This should just be called the Bush Baby Podcast. <laughs> and people would listen to it and they'd be like, this has nothing to do with bush babies. <laughs> What's up with the name, bro? Tales of the Bush Baby. Oh my God, we need to get, we need to commission, we need to commission Jay Wood to do a Sodom and Gomorrah, like a tea for oh, us, but, but, all, a bush, but, but it's a bush baby. No, could we all just be different critters that I love? Like one of us is a bush baby, one of us is a flying squirrel. I mean, one we, of us is a chippy. What we can do is we can uh, we can have him commission me and you, and and you can be a bush baby. Oh man, and I'll be something else, and you're on my back. Yeah, yeah, I would do that. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you I'll, could be that that tree kangaroo. Oh yeah, I found uh, I, I found I like I saw a picture today rather of a tree kangaroo, and I didn't even know they existed. But oh my apparently God. they look like little miniature koala kangaroos, and they live in trees. They are so fucking cute, and they have like tabby stripes on their back, and like he's a like, cat. And he was like eating a pear or something. Oh my God! And he was and the little baby. And, it was in the poop pouch. And actually, I'll say for the first time, I didn't mind that that baby was in a poop pouch. Right? Because sometimes it was so adorable. Every time I see a kangaroo. Because kangaroos are like homeless people of like the animal kingdom. <laughs> I mean, apparently, they, w- while we watched that movie, right, where they were like, just killing well, them. They're like, well, that's not true, actually. I should take it back. They're like if homeless people were jacked on like creatine yeah. and HGH. PCP. Yeah, and PCP. Because <laughs> they're just ripped. Kangaroos yeah. are fucking ripped. They are scary. Like their chests. And w- if they kick you, you're done. And I imagine if you did like, if I hit a kangaroo, like so if I slap boxed yeah. them. And I, and I gave him the hardest slap of my life. He, he would, would just pu- shake it off. He would shake it the yeah. fuck off. And punch you right in your face. And he wouldn't even kick me with his, <laughs> with his feet. He would straight up fucking box me. Yeah. He would fuck me up. He would. And make me his bitch. Oh my God. And he would walk me around on a leash. <laughs> this is my human bitch. But I just want to talk about this um, flying squirrel. So it's the, I, th- I think it's pronounced Ezo flying squirrel. Um, and they are, and, and this is like, okay, this is Wikipedia. They are endemic to Hokkaido, Japan. They started um, the pandemic? No, and there's also an Ezo chipmunk and an why, Ezo squirrel. Why, do they, why does like the Japanese, why do they just have the cutest cats also? Why do they just have cute things? And they have otters. It kind of Wait, is, why? It, well, it's suspicious. It is suspicious. Well, like, it's not like the Russians, though, because they have like panthers as pets. They either did one <laughs> or two things to get all these cute creatures. They, you know, back in the times of Ponce de Leon, they found all these cute creatures first, killed them off, and took, like, I think they say you need to have seven of a species to be able to breed them again to full capacity to prevent inbreeding. Oh. Is that I, true? No, nah, I made that okay, up. Okay, because seven doesn't seem like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it just was in there. Uh, and maybe they just brought them back to Japan, and then they, they took root. Yeah. And then it's just known for the cute, cute empire now. Well, it's interesting because, like, uh, I guess these squirrels are part of a, a group of, like, like um, oh, my God, what do they call them? Siberian flying squirrels. These are a subspecies, and they're only found in Japan. So, yeah. But that makes sense. Like, island countries, they you do find like, weird um, shit. They don't look like squirrels. They look like chipmunks. They, okay, guys, just stop what you're doing. Look it up because they are these floofy little fur balls. They're like these fat little plump creatures with giant black eyes that look, they look fake. They look like anime 
character. Yeah, when you right? showed, when you showed me the video of them, I was like, I, this is like hard to believe that this is real. Yeah, they're real. They're is this so, AI generated? They're so goddamn adorable. Is this AI? Um, that's really all I wanted to say. I just wanted and to share. That's that. all I have to say about that. <laughs> I mean, it's, I don't need to get into all the details. They, Sh- they shorties eat, worldwide. They look eat up. plants. They fly around. What are they called? Hokkaido, Japan. Um, Izo flying squirrel. Meatball babies. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a new name. I looked up the Izo um, uh, chipmunk thinking like it was going to be equally as cute. It just looks like a chipmunk. Which, listen, I love chipmunks. Chipmunks are great. But if it was the same... We don't get them chipmunks in Philadelphia. We don't... We get squirrels. We get the black squirrel. We do get black squirrels. Yeah, this is in our neighborhood. We get yeah, the black squirrels. Yeah, we get squirrels. black squirrels. Uh, we, get the, we got the raccoons around here. I mean, I think and like... we got some possums. I think like they're supposed to be around here. But they just don't, they don't like it. I wonder if they're in the Wissahick and then we just like don't ever see them because there's so many people there, you know? I never saw one even like, I never even heard like a skitter of one. Yeah. Nothing. It's it's so disappointing. But we talked about the chipmunk apocalypse Uh, or something. Chipocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because like we don't see them anymore. It's like they don't exist, you know? Or was it a figment of my imagination all along? Maybe they know that like death is coming to Philadelphia. So they're like migrating. Yeah. They're the only smart animals are getting the hell out of here. That should be. That should be the guy who made 2012's like uh oh like new post-apocalyptic movie where like a guy's like he notices that like chipmunks aren't in Philadelphia anymore. Yeah. And he starts trying to figure out why. And it leads to this like whole like migration of chipmunks, and then they end up finding out like the root of why all the chipmunks are fleeing Philadelphia. Yeah. And I don't know what it would be yet. Uh, something terrible. Yeah. That's a good story. Something. I like it. Be good <laughs> like that, though. It could, it could be good. You can make it great. Which one do you want to talk about um, first? I think we should start off with Daddy Cronin. Okay, you want to let, let the senior lead? Yeah, we'll let him take the lead. He was the firstborn. Crimes of the oh, Future is, what if human gonads were mixed with a croissant? Did they call them <laughs> cronads? <laughs> I could see, the, I could see oh David Cronenberg God. opening up his own, like, because uh, like, obviously he's not doing so good with his movies, you know? They're not doing great for him anymore, mm. so he's like, I need to open up. My dream has always been to open a donut shop, but like all of the treats look like human vag- vaginas <laughs> and human human peepees. Yes. And then he makes the cronad and it's like a testicle croissant. I mean, you could just, well, he could just make like sweets uh, shaped like the organs that Vigo was having removed in this movie. I think that they would sell yeah, well. I, I feel like he would, you could probably make a really delicious intestine baklava. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And some kind of like phyllo dough. Uh, I think baklava spleen. is probably right up his alley because it's so sticky and wet. Oh my god! Right? right? <laughs> I can imagine that, like Cronenberg's bed is made of baklava, and he has to have it changed every night. And they just push it in there, and he just gets naked and just rolls around in oh it. Rolls god. around, but that would be a mess because it's so flaky. He probably switches it up sometimes and does like uh, cinnamon buns, like yeah. really, really, oh. really, really with like the. With the uh, raisins on it, no raisins. Yeah, he, no, he likes the cream. You gotta have the cream he, cheese. He likes frosting. the raisins because they look like little growths. I mean, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I hate raisins. Um, okay, so I'm gonna read our synopsis. Humans adapt to a synthetic environment with new transformations and mutations. With his partner Caprice, Saul Tenser, celebrity performance artist, publicly showcases the metamorphosis of his organs in avant-garde performances. Aragorn, I want you to dress up in Assassin's Creed cosplay and make Down Syndrome sounds while you're in a flesh high chair. And we're going to show a kid dick, Vigo. An actual kid. A dead kid dick. And we're going to show a kid dick. And he's like, I will not let the white city of Cronenfart fall. For Frodo! (laughs) Um, Yeah, so starring Vigo Mortensen. Who's basically trying to be Rucker Hauer. He's looking like him. He's a lot of of face creases. Oh, creased up. Yeah. I bought creased up. (laughs) That boy like looked like me when I was like ten years old trying to make the proper paper airplane. Yeah, 
And it was just folding for days, and it never really worked out <laughs> oh great for God. me. Uh, uh, Kristen Stewart, I didn't know she was in this. I thought she was really good. Um, yeah, she and was. And then the other, the other main actress is um, Leah Sado. The other one you were like creaming for? Yeah, the French chick that he's Caprice. Oh, and then also I have Steph, to mention. Steph was girl crushing on her. She's she's gorgeous. And also guy crushing on burn his shit. Scott, underworld, Scott underworld. Speedman. I was just going to mention him. He is Listen. so hot. And I was like, Ew. Uh, listen, he's he looks rough in this movie. But when you say stuff like that, it makes me want to kill myself because I'm like, you like me, Scott. So, I'm telling you, go back and watch Underworld. He I'm, I'm is not fucking, ever gonna. He does I'm, have a butt chin. I'm never fucking gonna do that. He's hot. Just so you know, <laughs> just so we're fucking on the same page. I'm never gonna go back and watch Underworld ever. Oh, man. <laughs> when we first started dating, Steph told me she liked Underworld, and I was like, I'm gonna see past it. I'm gonna do my best to see past this. Cause, oh cause, yeah, because Jesse's so perfect. I think she's the one. Jesse used to shave his eyebrows. <laughs> so perfect. No, not on the air. <laughs> Shh. Listen. Expunge it from the record. <laughs> you piece of shit. You're a real asshole, Steph. I was oh, just having fun and man. you had to be serious. You say I'm like that. You say when you, when you want to be mean, you're just mean. You go right for the jugular and you went right to my shaved eyebrows. Like, I, but I guess it was. It's not a natural progression of the of an argument. <laughs> it's okay? Because it's something that I helped you get away from. I'm really insecure about that. <laughs> no, you're not. Yes, I am. <laughs> I'll fucking talk about that or my, or my lisp. <laughs> fucking bitch. Oh, I never mentioned the lisp. You did. What about the kid eating the trash can? Did you like that? Oh man, that's how I felt watching parts of this movie. I felt like I was a kid eating a trash well, can. I like how we watched like the first like ten minutes of it, and you looked at me and you were like, "Everything that they are saying sounds like it's in a foreign language." No, I said I might as well be watching this <laughs> in a foreign language that I don't understand because everything that's coming out of their mouth sounds like horseradish salad. <laughs> <laughs> every like every conversation that was being had, I was just like. But, but, yeah, they are actual words that you glued together into a sentence right. and you made it look nice. But at the end of the day, what does that sentence mean? Yeah. I have no fucking What are clue. you telling us, Cronin Dad? The Stark machine has to be hooked up to the tensor unit to perform the greatest display pageant show of all time. <laughs> and you're just like, what? <laughs> That's the movie. Yeah. It's no. all these made up words and, and also made up like oh, the pe- names. people's names. The like, names are awful. Um, hello, my name's Whippet. Hi, my name's Timlin, and I look like Christopher Lee. And Dead Kid is Brecken. Oh, oh, it's you, the Brecken my show. My name's Tenser. <laughs> the fuck? Well, his name is Saul. Saul, Saul Tenser. But, and, and everybody kept saying, "Better call Saul." <laughs> oh, and man. I was like, "Oh, trademark impingement, infringement, infringement." <laughs> but Caprice was a good name because that's a sexy name, and she was sexy. That's a now Caprice is like the that's what you name. Your kid when you're like horny for strippers. Yeah. You name your kid Caprice or like uh, not Vega, not Cindy Vega, but like no, Vega. But, oh, and like, what are, there's, there's, there's tons of them. I, I can't, can't even think, think of, of anything. Them. Butterscotch. When you name your kid like a little butterscotch, it's just I like a, butterscotch. a stripper's name. Yeah. Yeah. Cherry Cordial. Yeah. <laughs> Crimpet. Sticky toffee like, pudding. There should have just, <laughs> just been a character named Crimpet. Oh my God. If I was a stripper, that would be my name. What? Sticky toffee pudding. Oh my God. <laughs> Don't do that. Then that I picture, is a great name. Because I picture when I look up at your Kuchani, it looks like like it looks like sticky like toffee. It's all like stringy and sticking your lips oh, together. Oh man, that's Cronenberg too. It is. Man, you would love Cronenberg. <laughs> you guys got in the sack together. He would put. He would be like, ah, sticky oh. toffee pudding. You're my favorite prostitute. <laughs> did you put sticky? Did you put a whole Heath bar in there this time? And you're oh, like, God. you know, I did. Uh, I watch. I watch too much British Bake Off. Mm. So anyway, um, do you want to go through like the plot? 
Yeah. Um, Go ahead. Well, I'm, I'm going to try my best because it's fucking all over the place. Well, right off the bat, let me just say first impressions of watching this movie. The movie, I enjoyed it. And we don't usually do this. We just tell you at the end or you just perceive what we liked by listening to how we talk about it. But uh, I liked the movie. I didn't think it was great. Sorry, I was belching. But I did have a really great time with it. Um, I was never bored. I wanted to see what the fuck was going to happen. Because well, that's the, the whole time you're thinking, what is happening in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> and it does like an okay job with like um, uh, this quote unquote story that's happening. Yeah, I you mean, know? it's a story that you but can follow. I think for David Cronenberg, he is just really, really obsessed with like, particularly in this movie, which kind of like irritates me. He's obsessed with like having the characters explain out loud, like other characters' motivations yeah. and like, you know, you don't need to keep telling me like sex is the new surgery. Sex is a, is or we, surgery we are, is the, or yeah, sex is the surgery is the new surgery sex. is new sex. Yeah. Yeah. Because we but are I visualizing get, that. I get it. Like, yeah. but you said it out loud and it's like, you know, like Videodrome did that. Um, this movie reminds me a lot of Videodrome and a lot of, uh, naked lunch, like mixed together and like this own, its own thing. Yeah. I don't think. I'm not saying this movie is, is video drum. It's, it's not, yeah, but yeah. it has things in there that remind me of it. Like yeah. quite distinctly. And also naked lunch, naked lunch. When you watch it has this like otherworldly feeling like you're like, end up where nothing really makes sense. Mm-hmm. And video drums like that, but naked lunch is like, and this movie reminds me of not a lot of naked lunch in that way. Yeah. But um, yeah, I did. I, I, I did enjoy it and um, we'll go into more details, yeah. but my first impression was like, I, I know a lot of people hated this, and I, and I will say, me and Steph laughed a lot at this movie, whether, <laughs> and I don't think that was supposed to happen. I don't no. think you were supposed to laugh at these scenes, but there was like unintentionally like hilarious the breakfast chair. Shit. Every time the breakfast chair. Yeah. Right? And it suffers from being low budget. And like, I feel like some of those special effects because of the low budget suffered, but man, that chair just looked real hokey. It was, yeah. Uh, it just looked really bad. And some of the CGI looks really oh, bad. Oh, the CGI is not great. Um, like but, the surgery, the surgery scenes, mm. the world that he built, I enjoyed. I was yeah. like, this world's so fucked up. It's kind of like a dystopia post-apocalyptic yep. movie. You don't really know. Cause they don't really ever tell you it's everything. Like what happened? But it's really, just cool right? shit happening yeah. in the movie. So it like, I, people say this movie's horrible and it's terrible. Like I, I, totally disagree with that because i was into it the whole time right i wanted to see what yeah. was gonna happen oh same same what do you think um yeah i i liked it i mean i didn't i didn't love it and i certainly didn't hate it. after we watched it we were i was like that was not terrible <laughs> like that, i don't know people hated it so much um there was a story line to follow um which i don't know i, I thought it was i mean overall i thought it was pretty decent i thought the acting was really good and i thought it was an interesting story yeah there's interesting elements to it there's a lot of different interesting elements that come together at the end right. um and this yeah. movie uh, uh, reminds me a lot actually of infinity pool which is sun just released this year that we'll talk about next but yeah. uh they had a lot of parallels to a man it was like you know like the whole thing in this movie is like only like you can only feel pain when you're asleep but it's not even really like a real pain like people can't feel pain anymore there's no infection right. anymore yeah. when you're asleep they perceive pain but it's not actual pain because you're sleeping, but it's more like he's, then they say it in the movie, it's like an emotional pain that makes you remember what pain was like. Um, but it's very strange. It's, it's, do, do it, I'm going to get into the, the plot a little bit. <clears throat> yeah, real quick. It's like this weird future though, where like, you know, walnut alien beds exist. <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, and you, sleep, and you sleep in them. Yeah. But the best they can do when they're looking at someone's insides is put like a garden hose in your abdomen yes. and fish around. Yeah. So it's weird. It has like this retro futuristic thing going on for but it. But it's all grimy. 
It's very right? grimy. It's very grimy. It has to be grimy. Yeah. You know, when your tongue fucking someone's intestines <laughs> like they do in the movie. Yeah. And he's like, don't spill. Yeah. But I mean, even like, like, and people, it's funny because the set, like where, where everything took place, like these dirty alleys and these dingy buildings. Junkyards. And then people were impeccably dressed. Right. You know, we're yeah. like wearing like satin shirts and like, it just was interesting. It's, you know? it's a very weird world yeah. that he, that he conjured up for this movie, which was kind of the appeal for the movie for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the choices that Vigo's doing, sometimes hilarious and terrible, but always delightful. I, I mean, will I will I will watch anything that that man is I in. just couldn't get over how much he looked like Rutger Hauer in this movie. It was, and it was also his performance was yeah. very Rutger yeah. Hauer-y. Like, it was almost like he was trying to be a replicant or something. It was... And I think it's like, it was like, it's the short hair as part of it. Because you're, oh, it you're is, so it used is. to him with long brown hair and well, he had also, short grayish hair. And I'm talking about Rutger Hauer when he was like younger, not mm-hmm. towards the end of his career. Because yeah. like... When he was in like Blade Runner, for instance, uh, Rutger Hauer was like very gaunt, mm-hmm. and that's kind of like he looks like an older version of Rutger Hauer from that, from that particular yeah, yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good description. Um, so the movie starts off with this. It's in the, the beginning of the movie is you're like, what the fuck is happening? You have no idea. This little boy is like eating a plastic trash can, and then his mother smothers him to death, and you can tell like she has she doesn't love him. Can you right? I mean, maybe it was just me. What? But was there something slightly erotic about that smothering scene? Was there? I didn't think so. To me, there was. Because (laughs) it was the whole way it happened. Like, she was, like, in her underwear, and she, like, straddled the kid, and then she, like, started suffocating, which being suffocated by a pillow is going to take a long fucking time, and it is probably a terrible way to to go. Yeah, yeah. But, and then she kind of, like, pencils herself, like, into a, like, puts her arms and legs in and, like, lays on top of the kid. Oh, yeah, yeah, because he's, like, thrashing. strange. Yeah. And I was like, did she get off on that because it was giving mm. her some emotional pain? And that's what people want oh, at this I didn't time. Think like they want people are obsessed with like feeling pain because they can't feel pain. Yeah. So it's like them trying to like grasp into something they can't get in touch with anymore. That's right. why people don't like old sex anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, and you find out later that she basically looks at, uh, she looked at her kid, her child is like a, he was like a monster that was just grown inside of her. Like she was like a laboratory experiment. Right. right. That's how she feels. Yeah. Um, so anyway, you find out that. Well, okay, so then we meet uh, Saul and Caprice, and they we find out that he's been growing these random new organs, and he can kind of, they can tell that the bed is like this technology where it can like sense different things happening in his body. It's like, oh, there's a new hormone in your body, right. and then he's, there's this new gland. And so, but this, you find out it's happened re- repeatedly with him, and the, the performance art that they do is she performs surgery on him in front of a live audience, and removes these organs, but first she tattoos them mm. in his body somehow. That's never really explained, but um, so that's their performance art. And there's this whole like I guess that's part of this evolution of humanity where you know your people are starting to grow new new organs. There's no real explanation about that, um, like why that's happening. But you like you said, there's also like no more infections, so people are doing surgery on each other out in these grimy ass alleys, just cutting each other up. Um, there's no and there's no pain. Right, so but it's always like very erotic when they're doing. It's it. very oh, it's like, so oh, sexual. Uh, oh, v- I mean the one part where she's cutting him open, he's li- Vigo is he's like licking his lips and everything, and, and the whole audience Vigo watching doesn't have it, lips <laughs> with the audience watching these performances is to- they're totally getting off. That like, should have been part of the movie where Vigo's like, I want to have lips, and <laughs> so like they like surgically put lips on him. But there's like it's this filler. this new um this new like vice squad called like New Vice and it's all about 
like this uh, evolution of human humanity. They're trying to stop it. Um, and then there's this uh, organization where they are recording. It's like a registry for new organs. Timlin. Timlin and Whippet. <laughs> and Timlin looks like fucking Christopher Lee. It's no, that's Whippet. Whippet. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Whippet. Timlin is Kristen Stewart. All oh, right, right, right. I kept getting them confused in the movie, yeah. but yeah, um, he looks exactly like he Christopher does. Lee. It's, it's like weird. fucking eerie, dude. It's so weird. Um, so anyway, they're kind of like they're famous um, in this like circle of performance artists, or like uh, just with everybody, I guess. And there's all these different shows that people go to where people are doing like surgery on each other. Um, but then uh, uh, Saul meets Scott Speedman's character this in like, an alley. This is just like a connection from my youth to like what this movie was reminding me of. Like, I know you hate like performance art. I do. And that's just like, it's like very much like this is like performance art. And you're like, who would get satisfaction out of this? Um, but it also reminded me of like my old club days. And I had a couple friends that were obsessed with quote unquote noise music, which oh. is, is basically just like, you know, I mean, like they could have good rhythms and stuff like that, but it's just like... E- simple beats that have distortion on it and it makes a wall of noise you know mm-hmm. and screeches and all you would think i would love it because i'm, I'm a screech expert and right. aficionado many would say i wouldn't think but that you would love that because you love music i liked a couple noise bands right but anytime i would go to a noise concert and i would go to see the one band um the other noise bands are like six noise bands opening and they were the fucking most boringest shows where it was just a guy on a laptop oh my and god and it was a guy on a laptop no instruments, right. just a laptop and just like banging his head. And I'd be like, well, why am I here right now? Yeah. <laughs> this is like just being, this is like an MP3 being played from Napster. Yeah. Like sounds I, can, terrible. I can listen to this at home. <laughs> so that's what I kept getting vibes from, from this movie. So um, he meets um, Scott Speedman in like this grimy alley and he's like, listen, I want you to do like for your next show, do an autopsy on my dead kid. And because he's different and I want, basically I want to make a statement to the world. Like Scott Speedman's like a crackhead, like doing drugs because like you keep seeing him eating these purple candy bars and you're like, what is that? Like I thought at the beginning, I was like, that's like a drug or something. Yeah, that's what I thought. But then you see a guy. Like make it lunch when they, when you find out that like they're getting the drug from the wumps and then they go into this warehouse and it's like these weird duck Gilman creatures like bent over with all these nipple suctions on them and they're getting the wump juice out oh. of them to make like this drug. Is and that where Wumpscott got their name? And they're just like, <laughs> is that where he got his I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Wumpscott sounds like a, he probably, that's probably a noise like he heard his fucking rectum make yeah. after it flagellated <laughs> like extremely after he ate too much bratwurst. <laughs> It was probably like and it just the chunks hit. Um, so uh, you know, so basically, they, after he like brings this up, like um, they start to think about it because no one's ever done an autopsy in a live show, right? Because right. the, the machine that they use um, used to be used for autopsies and they were decommissioned, but they have one. And that's what the, they use what for their the Stark. The, the the Stark? No, the Stark. The Sark. It's the Sark. Sark. Yeah, they use it for their for their surgery. Stark. And when she does the surgery on him, she has like this thing on her abdomen that is almost alive right because it's, like it's, like it's like a, yeah, it's like a it beetle look, it thing it's like a little beetle bug yeah like, and she's but like, like mu- mushy in and slimy yeah and, and, it's got, and it's got like light bright things in yeah, it yeah i like that that's like, cool beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop. um so anyway they basically find out that they scott's being wants them to do an autopsy on his kid because his kid was weird and ate plastic but then you find out that scott speedman and a whole underground like subculture of people all around the world have had surgeries performed on their bodies to make them be able to eat and digest plastic yeah and the government hates that people are eating plastic but that's exactly what we need it in is. today's world yeah. we need a midget army <laughs> that has webbed footing and they can just swim around the ocean drinking empty coke bottles yeah all day and all the plastic bits they never need to come to shore because they're genetically modified midgets that have web feeding 
and they just keep keep eating. Right. They can't stop. They're they, like a shark. They can't stop. They well, got to keep swimming. What do you digest plastic into, though, that you can then like you're pooping it out and it's not plastic anymore? What is it? How does that break down? Do I look like God? <laughs> I don't know. You're assuming I have um, this great ability. I would imagine when you poop out. It, when you poop out, like you eat all the plastic and you poop it out, it makes like the six ring holder for soda. Oh yeah, yeah. And then you, that you're supposed to cut apart so you don't kill fish. But then they're killing fish. <laughs> yeah. um, so, oh, then Scott Speedman says his son is the first, the first natural born plastic eater, mm-hmm. and that's why he wanted he wanted the world the world to know about him. And he said like this is like what is supposed to happen. We're supposed to clean up our industrial waste, right? Yeah, which is a cool concept. It is cool. I will say it's a cool concept. So then you put the, put the pieces together, guys. Uh, what do you think is happening with Vigo? Well, first of all, you didn't say Scott Speedman is in charge of making the plastic oh, bars. Oh, that's right. The plastic, the, the purple chocolate if, if a regular plastic. person tries to eat these bars, they die instantly. They die. Yeah, because they, 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 they can't digest it. They puke up a bunch of Barney juice yeah. and they die like almost immediately. Yep. And so you, you watch like Vigo's pro, uh, progression through this movie where he's like sitting in his breakfast chair and he's like, I can't eat my mushy peas anymore. I'm gagging. Ugh, gagging. Ugh, I can't swallow. Yeah. When Vigo Mortensen <laughs> isn't busy, like shoving slimy huevos rancheros and quiche into his mouth in his brekkie chair. Yeah. He's either crouched. Where, like a ninja. Or he's like slumped in a chair. Like after he does that one performance, oh, he's, he's basically like, I was like, why is he slumped down in the fucking chair like that? Because he was post cummies. And he was chill. I, I guess. Yeah. Was he post I guess, he was. I, guess, I guess that's good. Yeah, he was weak. He shot yeah. out all his man He was strength. euphoric because he was post-cummies. Mm. I don't that's know. That's what bro. I took. I don't know. So anyway, you come to find out in the end, I'm, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but um, that Vigo has been evolving organs, an organ system to be a plastic eater. And at the very end of the movie, she says, so what do you think? And he's like, I think yes. And he eats the plastic bar and then it like freezes on his face and he's like, <laughs> and, he's like and a tear a tear comes out of his eye yeah because like, it's it's who he is is what he was meant to do and then he says like tears in the rain yeah. from blade runner <laughs> yeah and then it just and that's it credits oh man it was I, I will say the the lead up was great for this movie the build-up was great i really loved it but that payoff was just like you already knew that was coming yeah. like from the get, you know, you knew like he was going to become one of these things, especially because there's so many like hints at it where he's like, oh, I feel like there's multiple things in me now. Right. Wink, wink, wink. Surgery's a new sex. Wink, wink, right. wink. <laughs> and you're just like, ah, okay, I understand. But did you like that scene where they were like naked together and you they were cutting each other up? I mean, I like it better when boobies. the two women were naked together and they got in the pod because yeah. they're two repair women that work for the company where that repair the pods help them take the Sark, which has been modified and put it back to its original setting as an autopsy machine for this performance, but they're like so horny that this machine still exists because it hasn't been made by the company in forever that like they get naked and lay in the pod. And it's just like, and then she's like, do you think we could be performers? And like the, what, what's Cap- her name? Caprice. Caprice just looks at her and she's like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's just straight. It's just like It's weird. just because we had to have a lot of boobies in this movie. Oh, yeah, there's boobies galore. Because you see Caprice's boobies a lot. You don't see, and I was kind of upset because I thought this would be the reemergence of the Morton Skirts. I thought yeah. we were going to see some Morton Skirt action yeah, in this we didn't. because he went full dong for him before. Oh, he did. So you yeah. feel like they have that bromance now where he's like, you see my pee pee, you seen my butthole probably, you uh-huh. see my Morton Skirts. Like, let's just make this a thing now. Yeah. Every movie I'm in, there's going to be a performance you, by I my mean, Skirts. You see his upper body nude a lot. Yeah, he looks, he looks hungry. 
but he's looking, I mean, he looks good for like an older guy. I can imagine know? that if you are just eating huevos ranch churros <laughs> every day. You just have a diarrhea all the You're time. just like, yeah, you can't hold anything down. <laughs> just splats. Yeah, you just sit down. It just sounds like a fucking bucket being emptied. And then you just waltz off and do your business elsewhere. So what is your final thoughts on the movie, Honey Bunny um, Bear? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I think I would recommend it. And I think go in with an open mind and, um, yeah. and just see you know what, what I'll say. I am actually super stoked that in this day and age of, you know, older directors just not doing anything anymore. Yeah. Uh, and I'm looking at you, John Carpenter. <laughs> you haven't done anything meaningful Dude, in he's forever. he's so old, Yeah, though. but Cronenberg is just as old and he's prolific as fuck. Yeah. And the fact that he's still, like, if you put this movie next to Videodrome, it's like a great companion piece. Like, I'm not saying they're equally as good, right. but it's a great companion piece for the movie. And you could see that, like, the distance between the movies time-wise like 40 years and you're like this is a movie you made in eight and you know the 80s here's a movie you made in the 2020s and they're like like you you wouldn't if they if they didn't obviously look different from the time like right, that right. was filmed in the film but like if you could would able were able to swap that you would be you wouldn't be able to tell which one was made first yeah because <clears> he's <throat> still doing those same fucking themes that he was obsessed with and that's what i'm saying like he, it must plague him to walk around with a mind like that all the time, where you're yeah. just constantly trying to deconstruct humanity in such a way. He is obsessed with uh, abdomens, though, like with the oh yeah, with the vagina again because they're wet. But remember, and, th- and so in this movie, um, that, and they speculate also like that's why serial killers like are obsessed with viscera, yeah, because it's like this part of their brain that's like not wired the right way, or but they still have that lizard part of their brain that's like viscera is like the vagina right it's shiny and shimmery and pretty yeah you know and they're like oh a shot you know, oh, that's gross oh god but anyway in this movie uh, vigo goes to a doctor who puts a permanent zipper opening into his uh, abdomen yes which is kind of like the vagina i wanted more of that bit. because yeah. that was fucking erotic to me when she was licking i think it's because she was on her knees also so it was supposed to be you like, thought it was like a beach it was like simulating a beach yeah. but it was like no she's giving him a bj and with her mouth to his intestines. Right. Well, giving it a lickery yeah. kiss. And because there's no infections, you can do that shit. And he's like in ecstasy, like he's getting a blue job. Oh, he was. But it is yeah. funny, like at one point, Kristen Stewart's like infatuated with him. And I thought that was going to be a big part of the movie. I thought she was actually going to perform with him. Right. And, but it, it didn't ever happen. But like the trailer led me to believe that like she becomes obsessed with this performance stuff also and gets like in too deep with it. They do like also explore that there's other artists that do a similar thing, like or, like in the surrounding area. So right. he's not the only one doing this. Um, yeah, I think it was pretty good movie. Yeah. I recommend it. I say out of a ten, it's like a six point five for me. Yeah, I think I'm probably right around there. Leaning towards more towards the seven. Yeah, same. Yeah, because I'll watch it again just because there was so much shit in there that I could rewatch and maybe figure out something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, let's just give a round of applause uh, silently to the Cronenberg for continuing. Cronen Dad. Cronen Dad, yeah. Cronen Dad's just still doing it. Yeah. He's out there doing it, man. He's like, my prick still works. <laughs> you want to see my prick do things? And he just starts slapping it with Vaseline, slapping it with Vaseline. Oh, I just want to say about Kristen Stewart. I like, sometimes I feel like, is she a good actress? And I think she is, but she always kind of does this very breathy, intense, you know, thing. I think, Wasn't she very like... I, I think that's intentional for Cronenberg's once that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you notice in this movie, a lot of people deliver their lines absurdly. Yeah. Like even Vigo's well, doing like weird oh, shit. Oh, he is, yeah, yeah. And you know, like he was trying to coax that out of them, this strangeness. Because I do think Kristen Stewart's actually a really good actress. And uh, 
she's been in uh, a lot of other movies where I've like, yeah, she's actually like really, really, really good. She just hasn't, and it's cool. She takes movies like this, but she yeah. hasn't gotten her shot of like a movie that everybody's like, okay, this is. Yeah, because but I could still- see her being like a leading, like. Ripley kind yeah. of character. Well, she was. What was that movie she was in? Where Un- she was underwater. like underwater. Yeah, that was good. It was great. Uh, um, I think she's still trying to break away from Twilight. I think that's haunting her. Yeah, you know. But that's the thing. You have to just get weird with it. It's like um, what Daniel Radcliffe like. He was trying to break away from the Harry Potter, and he's like, just give me all the movies. There may not all be good, but give me all the weird yes. movies, and I'm just gonna keep on. I'm gonna keep on doing this. So, and he, but he also embraces like Harry Potter. You know, yeah, a lot of like, does, yeah. it's like he's not like Vanilla Ice, where Vanilla's like, like, nah, man, I wasn't ever doing that whack ass rap <laughs> shit, fam. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, yeah, you were. And he's yeah. like, no, uh, I wasn't in. Uh, what's it? What's that movie called? Too hot for ice cubes or something like that. Too, too cold or something. Too cold for ice. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> something. Oh man, what is it called? Too hot for ice cubes today. No. <laughs> Like that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he's he's in that movie. Ice cold, too cold. I don't know. Ice cold, too I cold, in too deep. <laughs> oh man, you can't forget about the fucking ear man stuff. Oh my god, that it, part was so weird. Now watch the ear man dance, and it's like, oomps, oomps, oh oomps, yeah, oomps. the ear man has no eyes, the ear man has no mouth, the ear man hears a stinky sound coming from your brown down south. And then the one, then the woman's like. His ears aren't even functional. And Vigo's like in like a Teenage Ninja Turtles, like sewer alleyway, crouched down. He's like, How do you know? <laughs> There's a lot of unsens in that scene. Yeah. I wanted more of that too. Yeah. Like, I wanted that to weird see, shit. Well, I wanted to see people taking it to the extreme right. and like people like, Oh, this guy wanted to have uh, arms for feet and feet for arms. Oh, so like yeah, he yeah. switched, he switched it, mm-hmm. switched it up. But he switched the flip. Yeah, and then he's like, "I want to poop out of my mouth and eat out of my butt, like <laughs> well, South Park." Carmen was like, "Carmen did that <laughs> <Yeah>. already." <laughs> and so those people doing that, like, there could have been like you could have taken it a little yeah. bit further. Mm. But all in all, it was good. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Okay, movie number two, Infinity Pool from this year, Cronin's uh, Son, starring Alexander Skarsgård. Always a pleasure to look at that man. Always. Yeah, yeah Skarsgård summer vacation at John Hammond's Jurassic Park. <laughs> That's what this movie should have been called. Skarsgård's um, going on a summer vacation at John Hammond's Jurassic Park, and he's going to jizz a lot, and he's going to suck mommy nipples, big old witch finger mommy nipples. Because you know John Hammond, he was the OG Epstein. He was definitely fucking the dino children. You think so? Not the mama. That's what he was doing. He was putting that, little, ba- he was putting that little baby dinosaur right on there and just... Oh, and then he looks over and someone's sucking on Mia Goth's huge serving platter nipples. <laughs> if, well, do you think that was a stunt boob? I don't. I mean, maybe the close ups. but boobs, You see her boobs a lot. Huge. They're huge boobs. I don't know where these things came from. But they're perfect. Overnight, overnight, these things cropped up. Perfect. Yeah. They're part, they are right? perfect, which means me believe they're a stunt boob. Yeah. Um, but Mia Goth seems like she's cool. Like she's like, I'll get naked. You know? Oh, man. She is. Uh, she's uh, uh, in touch with her body. That's for sure. Um, there's not really anyone else to mention that I know of. Um, the woman that plays his wife, her name is Cleopatra Coleman. She has some big, luscious lips. 
Yeah, she does have right? luscious. Oh I was my like, God. holy God, is that real or is that lip filler? And I couldn't it, tell. It was erotic. <laughs> like, I'm surprised it has. She was very attractive. I think I have a feeling that like Daddy Cronenberg's probably watching this at home and he's like, my son did so good with this. I can't <laughs> believe it. I need that woman with those lips in my next movie. And it's going to yeah. be just about like slug lips or something. <laughs> slug lips. They, they look like fucking like uh, banana slugs. They were huge. They were fucking succulent looking. <laughs> and you just wanted to kiss them. And yeah. he doesn't. I don't think he kisses her at all. Lips right? at all. And no. I would just be making out with her yeah. day and night. <laughs> day and night i'll be like rub them lips on my back i need a back massage drag them all around so so uh here's the synopsis imdb um james and m foster are enjoying an all-inclusive beach vacation in the fictional island of la tolga when a fatal accident exposes the resort's perverse subculture of hedonistic tourism reckless violence and surreal horrors so again good world building in this movie yes, i think uh uh-huh. weird like um you know they're in this like other country uh weird belief systems going yeah. on uh weird politics uh upper crust versus the lower crust yep. but i will say the distinction and i did rewatch possessor and um i was i actually really enjoyed it the second time i watched it i think the first time i watched it i was just judging him too hard for being like his dad and I didn't really just look at it like a great movie that right. he made. And I still think there's plot holes in it. But overall, like I really dug it the second time I watched it. But I do think like narratively, his son, uh, Brandon, is. And I said this to Steph after we, we, we left the movie theater today. I was his. Mo- I think Cronenberg gets lost on his uh, concepts. Like he gets buried in like these ideas he has. And right. then the story takes a back seat to whatever kind of like uh, metaphors he's trying to use in his movies where Brandon Cronenberg to me at least is just way better at making an enjoyable movie that has these things in it, but he doesn't beat you over the idea with uh, beat you over the head with his ideas. There's a cohesive story to follow. He's like, okay, you're just going to see that you're going to see things. I'm not going to have characters telling you things, you know, which I appreciate way more. Yeah. And the thing about this movie, it is, is busy. I mean, there is shit happening constantly. Like, I had to pee so bad when we were in the theater, and I was like, I can't get up and walk away because I will miss something important to the story because something is always happening. Well, I think, like, yeah, I think the the in the beginning of the movie is really just setting you up for this awesome, awesomely beautiful resort they're on where there's great shots of them driving around. There's and I didn't mention it in Crimes of the Future. Crimes of the Future had a fucking amazing soundtrack, by the way. I love that fucking soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It was great. Um. And again, same thing with this movie. The soundtrack is fucking awesome. It like does weird shit when it does to do needs to do weird shit when things don't look like it needs weird shit, but just to make you feel unsettled. Oh yeah. And you know, they'll be driving around like a really beautiful, like, and they're, they'll drive around this corner and there's this beautiful Vista and they're still playing this like ominous, like synthesizer and yep. shit. It's fucking great, man. It really like makes you, I was like totally into it. Oh, in the beginning. completely. And then like, you're really trying to like unravel the mystery of what's going on, what's going to happen rather in this movie. And, it, and then I think once the murder happens and they make the double of him, right? It just it's nonstop crazy. It after is. That. It There's is bonkers. Shit happening, <laughs> and I'm surprised because like I saw a lot of people dislike this movie. Um, I, I don't I don't know, man. I don't know how you could dislike it. I yeah. really enjoyed it. Like I, I people say it's like super weird. I'm like, yeah, but it's Cronenberg's son. And did you watch Possessor? Because that's fucking strange right. too. And I shouldn't. Listen, if you didn't like this movie, whatever, maybe you'll rewatch it like it, like how I did with Possessor. Right. You know, do you want to just, um, yeah, so, um, give a synopsis real quick? So, so the, yeah, like, like this, like what I just read said, um, this married couple is at this resort and it's on this, I like island country, I guess, where 
um, they have to stay in, in the resort. That's the only safe place. And the resort is actually, you hear that a lot, right? When you go to like an island country, like maybe don't go away from the resort because like it's you know, not that safe. But you know what the funny but, thing is? It's wait. like the same idea, but flipped on its head. You're not allowed to leave the resort. The reason they don't want them to leave the resort is because they're going to fucking kill people <laughs> that live there. It's not like the yeah. opposite where like they don't want you to leave the resort because they don't want you to get murdered or mugged. It's like, no, it's the opposite for right. us. We don't want the rich people to leave the resort. Right. We're trying to contain the rich people. Yeah, but you don't but you don't know that until later. But, but I didn't I didn't think about that till the end of the movie. Yeah. And I thought that was fucking but brilliant. They are like locked into this resort. Like they are not allowed to there's guards. It's like barbed wire fencing. Like they cannot leave. Well, it's like, and you don't know that in the beginning, but towards the end, you're like, no wonder they had armed guards and no wonder they were acting like such a big deal for letting them back in because they don't want these fuckers doing all their hedonistic shit yeah. on wherever in the island that they want right. to. So, so, so this married couple's there and you find out that he, um, is a kind of a failed writer. He wrote a novel that nobody read. And so he's like trying to get inspiration and, um, they're clearly like, I don't know. You get the feeling that like there, there are some issues in their relationship, right? Like, but he seemed, but like, I, I thought they were going to set the frame it as like, he's like this struggling writer, but he doesn't like taking money from her and it makes him feel like less of a man, but he's totally fine. Oh, he's fine. With taking money from her yeah, the, she, from the get go. Her family's rich. Like, so she's wealthy and she's pay, she pays for everything. Like even there's like an interaction between him and one of the characters at one point And the character talks to, um, slug lips and is like, but why did you choose him? Like, like he has no writer, money. He has no money. And she's like, well, I have daddy issues. And you know, uh, what does she say? She's like, like, my dad hates him. My dad is a owns a publishing company, and my dad said the the only thing you'll you should never do is marry a writer. Yeah, she's like, and so I did, but like, because my dad's a piece of shit. And you seem you feel like she's actually a good person. Like she yeah. doesn't like what ends up happening. She doesn't belong in that situation, right? Because she's not a piece of shit. But you could tell right off the get go that okay, he doesn't mind just being a leech. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's been six <laughs> years since he's released his own book, like. So you're, tra- you're starting to get like this idea of his character. Yeah. And yeah. I love the way they did that because mm-hmm. it was just, it was just great. A lot of it you don't think about until like the end of the movie, you start, you put more of the pieces together, you know? So they meet, um, well, he meets Mia Goth's character who is like, recognizes him and is like, I loved your novel. And that feeds his ego. Oh yeah. Right. Where he's like, holy shit, somebody, somebody loves my book. Because there's an interaction later where she's like, I'm a great actor. And you don't realize the whole time that like. She's not genuine about any of this. She's just trying to build his ego up to yep. like let to, to ma- manipulate him, manipulate right? him, yeah. and then gain trust. Yeah, you know. Um. So they end up like uh, going out to dinner with uh, her and her husband, and like, and then so then immediately like they're going out the next day, and the wife's like, "Why are we doing this? We don't know these people." But he's like into it because he's like, "These people love me." They're like I'm famous, you mm-hmm. know. So they leave the resort. They bribe a they bribe a, a worker there. They leave the resort. Borrow his car. And they take the scenic road to a beach where they have like... Which is weird because the beach has like burned out cars yeah. and stuff like that. And you're like, hmm, what's this all about? Yeah, and you think like, what's going to happen to these people? Are they going to get it's like robbed in, or it's what? It's like in wrong turn where like they show all the cars that the cannibals had like eaten the people and killed them. You're like, well, why are those burned cars there? What's going on right. here? You know, like it adds this little element to your brain where you think about it, but just a little bit. Yeah. So they spend the whole day together, these two couples, like Skarsgård, eating. What does Skarsgård oh, get? Eating and drinking, and they get drunk. Well, he walks he away takes, to take a piss. He gets a post-piss hand, hand, hand squirt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she milks him. Mia Goth comes up behind and him and just you see, jerks it. And do you think that was stunches, or do you think, I think Brand, was Brandon stu- was like, no. <laughs> my, daddy, my daddy had a naked Vigo. I gotta, I gotta top that. Yeah. I think it was Stunches. Uh, give me your jizz. But they show a close-up of it dripping on the rocks. Yeah. I think he was inspired. 
It was by a, Willem Dafoe. It was, he was it, like, it's got to be a better cum drip. It was an okay load, but I <laughs> would say that Dafoe's load, oh. or Dafoe's load. Yeah. That's a man's load. Yeah. I agree. It seeps through the cracks. And it was like hanging while the, it was dripping. That you is know? a man's load. Like Dafoe <laughs> looks like he shoots a lot yeah. when he comes, like as a human being in general. Like, because sometimes I'll watch porn and I'll be like, you see some dude's loads and you're like, holy shit. Like, right. You could like spackle my whole bedroom with that. <laughs> you know, fill yeah. every fucking nook and cranny with that cum load. I think it's because he does yoga. Defoe does. Oh, he does. Yeah. Yeah. He ha- Maybe he does the tantric stuff too, where he lets maybe. it all accumulate. Him and Sting. And then he just like, <laughs> maybe he has like a little motion where he like, kind of like, as he's coming, he pushes on the stem of his dick, like uh-huh. kind of like an Atari controller. Right. Like he's shooting. And it shoots bullet cum because it breaks this. It breaks the flow for just like a microsecond, and he's got like these wads coming. (laughs) And it's like, and he he goes. Uh, that's stupid. Um, so, the, so there's that thing that happens that, like, you know, he goes along with Again, it and doesn't super erotic about that scene because, like, it's just them kind of making eye contact and she's like just looking at his prick and it's just like it's just jerk off motion. Yeah. It's not like a wet jerk off sound. It's like clothing and oh, hitting each other. Oh, yeah, and he's and grunting. The fist, it's like a fist hitting the base yeah. kind of sound. And and then she just walks away. They don't say anything to each other. And again, she just walks away. Right? From you him. think about the themes of the movie. It, it's it, Basically, she is a human being that takes what she wants. Right. And she basically took what she wanted without any, he didn't say anything. No. Just came over, jerked him off. And when she was done with him, she walked away. Yeah. It's like, I can do whatever I want. Right off the bat, you got that. Yeah. And it just fucking extrapolate that now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So they, they, they spend the whole day, they leave in, it's dark and, um, the Mia Goth's husband is too drunk to drive. So Skarsgård says, well, I can drive. And as he's driving down this dark road, I mean, there's like no lights, his headlights start to flicker. And then as he's like fucking around with them, trying to fix them, he fucking hits a guy and holy shit, that is rough. Yeah. Right? Hits him pretty good. And then when you see the guy, his face is fucking mashed in and bloody and there's a bone sticking out of his leg and he's in the the twitches of death. Yeah. And they basically, Mia Goth's like, you can't. We just have to leave him yeah, here. Yeah, we these, can't these call the people, cops. She always refers to the people that live there as animals. Yeah. These people are animals. You don't know how the court system is here. Yeah. Well, she, basically what she says is, because the wife is like, we have to call the police. And she's like, yeah, you call the, call the cops and they're going to rape you tonight and you find your body the next morning. Right. Right. So then they just go, they go along with it and they leave the body in the road and they drive back to the resort and they have to kind of bribe their way in. Um, and she's like, we'll take, we'll take care of everything tomorrow. They wake up to someone banging on the door and it's the police. They take the couples into custody. And the first thing that the detective says to him is basically like, well, you, you committed murder. And so in, you know, in this country, you, you die. And the well, first- he also says to him, he also says to him like, listen, before we do anything, I just want you to say that my brother didn't let you have his car that you his, stole. His uncle. Because, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. My uncle. Yeah. Because he'll get, arrested for this because you don't understand why but then later you find out why it's because this cop this main dude whatever he is he's corrupt and he's basically like wants these people to commit commit these murders so he can make money from cloning all these people later on so he doesn't want that like to be exposed because then he'll he'll, he won't be pocketing all this money anymore from these rich people so he's basically like so it seems like the military that protect, protects that facility with the guns is not the same people who... Like the cops who the like... The cops yeah. that are... Because they actually don't want people to leave there, but he wants them to leave there so they can keep fucking this cycle of being cloned. Right. 
going. Well, I mean, you don't find out about that until so he's like, so yeah, he's the cops like you're sentenced to death, and the the tradition in this country is you get to be you're the firstborn son of the family murders you, and luckily they have two sons, and the oldest one is thirteen. So this thirteen year old boy is going to murder him, but he's like, you know, we're not actually going to kill you. What we're going to do is double you. He's like, so well, we can kill you, or you have the choice to have a clone made of you, and we'll kill the clone. And he's like, what? And he's like, do you want to die? And he's like, if you don't want to die, just sign. Yeah. So then he signs. And he, then they, t- and they just have to pay, like, basically just a payoff, like you said. So then he goes through this process of like, and first of all, when he goes to be cloned, those fucking nurses... That was so creepy to me. Yeah, it was. Wasn't it? Because it was old, like... It, old ladies, well, right? But like, like old, also, like, the outfits they were wearing. It, was, remote, it looked like nine, like 1800s, like... Or, like, turn-of-the-century nursing... Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, yeah, that's yeah, better. Yeah, yeah turn-of-the-century, yeah. Yeah, it just looked old. And everything and was matter-of-fact. And the building they're in is decrepit. Yeah. And everything looks, like, very visually, very like his dad's movies. Right, like, right. From, that's, again, why it reminded me of Crimes of the Future, you know? But I think the, this, and that makes it super interesting that they have this technology to clone people. And nobody knows how quickly, they do it. Yeah, right? no, and no one else can do it, apparently. Yeah. Like, only they have this technology. So he wakes up from the procedure and his wife's there and she's like, we have to go down. They said we have to witness this. So they go down and they watch his fucking clone. That's a really cool... That whole set that they have where they do these killings is yeah. really fucking cool. It's really, I mean, everything about it is so creepy. They're like sitting on these bleachers with the family, like sitting in front of them. And, but it's weird because, like, you would think, like, as the people that live there, that wouldn't be satisfying to you killing a clone because it's not right. the actual person. But it's weird because it does seem satisfying to these people because it's part of their culture, I yeah. guess. And, no one ever looks back at them like from the family and is like, you're the one that did it, right. not this one. You know, they're yeah. just like, no, kill the clone and that's good enough. And and the Brutally. son. Oh my god, the son stabs him what twenty times, maybe. And he's that boy be spurting. Yeah, he looks like a fucking garden hose with all the little holies in it. Oh my god, that, that scene was rough. And the, and the wife is like so disturbed by it, but he's kind of smiling by he, the end. Le- yeah, it ends up to it's like a slow zoom up to his. I wouldn't say it's a smile; it's more like a smirk. Yeah. And then later, when they go back, she's like, "How could you just sit there?" It's disgusting. While that was happening, yeah. like, what's wrong with you? And he doesn't say anything really. He's like, "I'm gonna go." He lost his passport. He, yeah, he so can't find his passport. Because she's like, we need to get the fuck out of here. And, and he's like, well, I can't find my passport. But this is the thing that I thought of immediately. And Steph did, too. We were talking about it afterwards. Like, the first thing I would be wondering is, did they kill me or did they kill the clone? Right. And that's like basically that's an, like, a, another theme of the movie. That's like, and that, and I don't know. Isn't that in any movie where there's like a clone situation going on? I mean, except for multiplicity. Who's the clone? Except for multiplicity. Because, because you got to know the dumber, because they got dumber and dumber. Yeah, and yeah. it was obvious. And, and that movie is also a 10. <laughs> and this movie's not a 10. So multiplicity. <laughs> <laughs> Multiplicity is the premier clone movie of choice. Yeah. That's an 11 out of 10. Yeah. But this movie's trying to be as great as Multiplicity, yeah. but nothing could ever be. You know, because they just, he nailed all those, per- um, all, all the degradation of the of the DNA yeah. as it clones, you oh, know. Oh, man, it's so good. But, this, but the clones in this movie, like, they retain all memories and right. everything. So it's basically is a copy, a perfect copy of you. Right. It will remember the murder and everything. Yeah. Yeah, so it knows exactly what happened and what's going to happen. Um, so he, so yeah, he can't find his passport. He goes down and he's like trying to like he's going to extend the stay for a week, right? Because they can't go home. And he runs into Mia Goth, and she's like, "Come have a drink. I'll explain." And you find out that there are a group of people, people at the resort, mm-hmm. who have gone through the same experience of having a double be murdered, like executed, right. or whatever, because they have done something terrible. Yes, yeah. And you find out that the reason. 
her husband was killed first was because he was installing an infinity pool in one of the resorts in one of the resorts that he's building further down the beach and it collapsed and ended up killing people and he was the one like deemed responsible for it so he got put his double got put to death yeah and right the infinity pool and then he uh basically that's a cool thing too, infinity pool right because it's just like uh you know, Infinity Pool for the movie that collapsed that started the whole chain of events for everybody. But also, it's just like the Infinity Pools can also be seen as the pool that he's standing in in like the shower that clones him. Right. And it's just endless versions yeah, of himself. I, one, so yes. It's, it's cool. It's a it little is cool. nice little touch. It is cool. And it's this, um, yeah, and it's like. That's, it's, that's the attention to detail that I feel like Cronenberg has lost as he's gotten older. Yeah. Where he's not really connecting all the pieces for you in a nice, subtle way. So um, Skarsgård gets involved with with this group of of people, and you know they're drinking, they're having like a good time, and they're and they're trying to come, they're like explaining like I guess how they're different right now, like they've experienced this thing together and kind of sets them apart from everybody else. Well, they also um, they also just in general look down at everybody else. Yeah, everybody everybody else is beneath them. Um, that whole group of people, you can tell they all have like God complexes and this just, that's something that already existed within them. And this experience has just unraveled it it completely Mm -hmm. and just made them like indulge hedonism to its fullest. And that's where you start to just really see the extent of like how fucked up these people really are. And what they're capable of. Because they start to take off their masks. Right. Which they also put on masks. Oh, those masks are But actually they're taking off. You see what what he's doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brandon, attention to detail. (laughs) Where's my pie chart at? You get 90%. Your dad's current movies get 10%. Attention to detail. So they break into, I think it's like the resort owner's house and they try to steal this metal. But meanwhile, they're holding people hostage and people get shot and killed. Those masks are fucking awesome. So cool. They they touch on those masks earlier in the movie when... um, Slug Lips and him are eating breakfast together and they're talking about this holiday that the island uh, celebrates and how they're all going to like they're they're have like a live band playing and it's the weirdest music it's that they so start weird. playing. It sounds like Adam's Family accordion. Yeah, not breakfast music. Detuned guitars. <laughs> yeah. It's just like strange. And um, they're wearing these masks that they end up stealing from the from the guy's house yeah, and wearing and, themselves. And they wear they're them, yeah. fucking cool. Somebody better make these masks. They're so creepy. They're fucking awesome. But so anyway, Slash I'm looking at you, ball. The whole group is arrested. And this this scene was so cool. I thought it was so fun how they show them like sitting around and like waiting to like talk to the police and the police come and they're like, we're going to make an example of you. And they take them all to the execution room and they like handcuff them to these blocks. Because when you're watching it, you think this is actual people, right? You think this is, is the real people. Yeah. And then I was like, what are they gonna do? Cut off their hands. Yeah. That's what it made it seem like. And Skarsgård like fights back and then they end up slitting his throat. And when that happens, you hear all this applause and it's the real people on the bleachers fucking watching this. And then they and slit then, everyone's but, throat. But you know what I thought again? Were they actually the real people they right. killed and those people sitting in the bleachers were the clones? Yes. That's immediately what I thought. And I was like, and I think you're supposed to think that too. Yeah. Like it's unclear. Because the cops also fucking with them. Right. Like he's fucking with them back. Like, ah, you're not you're not the actual original. Yeah. And you don't even know it. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's so crazy. Um, so anyway, the, and the wife to this happens, the wife's like, fuck this, I'm out of here. She leaves and goes home. And he just gets in it's like, I mean, they're like a cult right yeah like they he, he gets involved with them where they're like drinking they're fucking having an orgy so hashtag, right? rich, hashtag rich people yeah they're doing like this dr- this local drug that they inhale out of a bowl so my um, um my one of my coworkers' husbands is like uh he's like a manager at one of these really upscale hotels in center city and i won't say what it is whatever, oh, really? but he says like rich people actually rent 
the hotel out like all the entire fucking hotel what? all the time and they have they have it catered and everything and it's basically like a glorified like orgy orgy really where everybody's fucking everybody in every hotel room he's like every hotel room is basically like a bang session all the doors are unlocked nothing's going out in public but everybody's like bouncing around the different holy crap somebody's sopping man it's it's decadence, yeah. right? Well, this orgy scene goes on for a while because at first it's just them, it's just them fucking, and, it looks and like, then and it's dudes fucking dudes. It's all over. Guys and, eating each other's and butts. a lot of it is like there's like these strobing lights and like colors, and there's m- the music, and it's just kind of you get glimpses of all this shit happening. It's, it's cool. It's really well. It's done. really cool. Yeah. There, there's a little um, warning in the beginning about like people who suffer from epilepsy yeah. can like be triggered by this movie, and it's there isn't. He does a lot of like. Um, camera tilting in it where like he flips and he's winding around and stuff like that but and i was like when a movie started he was doing that i was like i was wondering I was like, this better not be the whole movie yeah. bro because i like that stuff in small right and, and he is he does do it very tastefully so it's not annoying it wasn't too much and, yeah. he, and same thing with like those transition things he just uses them in very particular parts where it's it's flashy when he's getting cloned right and it's more like uh psychedelic when they're oh, having yeah, sex yeah. work because they're it's also like this different imagery and like they're supposed to be on that drug on that drug and you see burn twig when he she's like on top of him and you see her face changing where she's like her face looks like a mask yeah it's it's really cool it is really cool it's really oh and is this the part where you see the nipple grow <laughs> it's like see, undulating the nipples are look like like uh grub worms like they're and like, like something bigger. comes out of it right something drips out of the yeah, one nipple it squirrels a little yeah. bit like milk it's yeah. supposed to be like i mean I, I said that to you when the movie ends that like it's supposed to be like rebirth right it's supposed to be reborn you know that's why he's suckling her boob yeah at the end because he's like he was reborn yeah it's the new flesh so he he gets like i mean it goes it gets so crazy and there's a part where like they think he. They tell him that his passport, that the cop has his passport, and they're gonna they're gonna basically gonna kidnap this cop from the hospital because he's having some treatment done. And they take him back to the their villa in the resort, and he's like fucking high, and he's just doing being monkey so, sounds. Yeah, he's like so intense and insane. It's like, he looks like a typical like Eagles fan. Yeah, <laughs> like running, yeah. barking, stomping around, stomping around, like you know, doing your. Uh, Mist piss where you mark your territory. Yeah. Like the Eagles fans uh-huh. do. The Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles. Uh, going to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. By the way. Nobody cares. Um, I, I mean, mean, everybody in Philadelphia cares. This fucking household. <laughs> Except us. I say fuck sports ball. I mean, if you like sports ball, it's fine. I, yeah. don't, I don't hate I don't you for it. Philly pride. There can be cool people who like sports. I just haven't met them yet. So yeah. prove, prove me wrong. <laughs> so anyway, he starts beating the shit out of this guy because there's a bag over his head and then they pull the bag off of the head and it's his fucking clone. His double. It's another double. Yeah. That they, they paid the cop off to make another double. Yeah. And you don't find that out now. Oh. You find out later. But and at this point he like loses his shit. He's like, can't handle it. And you find out that he basically had his passport hidden the whole time. Yeah. It was his plan. It was his plan. Yeah. He wanted to stay longer. And he was, she's tri- gets, tr- he tries to leave and nope, they, the Richies ain't letting him leave. Cause they're basic. He's basically their dog at this yeah. point, you know? And he tries to leave on a bus and they pull and they kind of force it off the road. They shoot and, the window out, force it off the road. And then they, they just hum, completely humiliate him. Right. They make him walk in the street. And then she's like saying, I never read your fucking book, but let well, me, she let, does, she does make a quote to him too earlier. And that she's like, you know, the woman you're with is just happy to let a man live weak, but it takes a special woman to like make the man be reawakened inside you. And so basically that is what she's trying to do. Yeah. Like in her eyes, She's trying to make him like, <laughs> oh, God bless you. And then nobody, the Padre, the Lijo, and the Espirito Santo. Oh, my God. What Always, you, I'm uh, sorry. Two or threes. You allergic to Cronenberg? I mean, I mean, I think it might be the beer, actually. Um, 
so yeah, she she says it takes a, spe- a special like woman to like reawaken the man inside you. Um, yeah, well, because she, she says to him over and over again, like, show me how strong you are. Yeah, so she she's doing this actually on purpose, like trying to mentally break him down yeah. to build him back up again, right. which seems really silly and stupid, but that is like what it's supposed to be. She's trying to quote unquote in her eyes make him evolve. Yeah. Well, she and she says to him, she's like, I basically saw you as like a weak. I, I immediately knew like, you were a weak person or something. You know, like I targeted you because of of your character. Because that plays into the end of the movie, which you said, right? When he is reborn, and this is jumping ahead, obviously, but when he is reborn and he's at the airport at the end, looking at his ticket, and you, he's looking around at the people. He's looking down on everybody because yeah. he feels like they're all weak, right? And they haven't, you know. They haven't done the shit he's done. Yeah. They haven't seen the shit he's seen. Oh my God. Okay. So he I mean, killed himself. I, I, okay. I'm going to get to that next. So anyway, they, they, they end up shooting him and he goes to this farm where like you, you assume people are caring for him, but when he wakes up and goes outside, they're waiting for him. That's another cool thing about this movie is there's only one interaction really with the townspeople. Well, two, if you consider them, those two girls that bring him in and I guess try to nurse him back to health, yeah. but there's only another interaction where there's a guy like on a quad, like oh, peeling out and trying in, to ruin at the resort. At the resort. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, uh, yeah, these are people don't approve of what we do here kind of deal. Yeah. No, another thing is when they're, when they're driving, okay. When they, when they go on that day trip to the beach and they're driving through on that beautiful Vista, remember when they drive past the little town and it's behind barbed wire. Oh yeah. That was like disturbing. That, yeah. That was and like you, a prison camp. And you don't know why. Right. No really, one ever talks about but that. But I think really it's just to keep, to keep the rich, them out. rich people out. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense later. But it's just funny. Like also like if it's that much of a problem, stop letting the rich people to your that's island. Where they but, get, but that's where they get all the money. Exactly. And it come and it, it plays into like the whole tourist towns that like people are like, let's go to such and such resort. It's beautiful, but it's in a piss poor fucking town. And Americans don't even see it from the perspective of the people that you're just basically taking advantage of. Yeah. Them, you know? Yeah. You just get to have a nice vacation and fuck the rest of the people, you know? Right. That's, yeah. why, I don't like, that's why I don't like fucking resorts and fucking beach, beaches like that. Yeah. It's disgusting. It's it, like infinity pool. It does. It feels very elite, doesn't it? It's like Skarsgård summer vacation yeah. at Jurassic Park. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So anyway, he comes out at night and they're there, right? They're all there waiting and they pull out the dog who is another of his, or is it the clone that he beat up? I think it's the one he yeah. beat up because he didn't kill him. Who's on a leash and collar and who is acting like a beast, like an animal. Yeah. And she gets him high on the drug. And then she's like, you have to kill him. Yeah. To- I, thought, I thought she was going to make them fight. And whatever one one was right. going to be like, you know, yeah. the, the obviously the one that lives, but like part of like them, you know, yeah. but she doesn't. She basically just wants him to kill the dog right and she said him. like yeah he has to do that to like be reborn kill scar's dog and he at first he's like he's like fuck no and he throws the knife he's like i won't do it and then the dog attacks him and he f- has to fight holy him. shit when he's punching that thing he punches his head to a pulp and they keep showing oh they keep God. focusing on the eye socket and it's like first it's like munched in and it's crunched in then the eye pops out of the socket. It goes on, dude. It is fucking brutal. It is brutal. Brutal. So much goddamn blood. It is a brutal. And then he's like so upset and just kind of collapses down to his knees. And she comes over and she's like, suckle on my breast. She pulls out them fucking huge <laughs> donut size areolas. And he starts suckling on her breast. And I was like, he's reborn. Yeah. He's a baby again. He's, he's seeing the world with, with fresh virgin eyes. And then the next morning, he's on the phone to his wife, and he's like, honey, I'm coming home. 
And as he's packing up, we didn't say it, but like every time you kill your clone, they cremate it and, and then they give, give you the ashes. They give you the ashes, and he's packing up three urns full of his doubles ashes in yeah. his suitcase, which is like, okay, if he didn't like what happened, he would be like, fuck this place. I'm not taking these, but you could tell just by that little scene that like he has accepted that this is, he likes this lifestyle. Right. And he's talking to his wife on the phone, like nothing happened. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. I'll be home. It'll be, be- it'll be fine again and whatever. And then they're on the bus going back to the airport and everybody else has checked back into their quote unquote normal self, yeah. which is like their lives when they're at home. And Mia Goth looks totally different. She looks like a house mom. They're talking uh-huh. about their kids and what she's going to have to do when she's home and all the chores they're going to have to yeah. just like they're complaining about daily life, right. but they're not even mentioning all the shit they just did. They're, t- they're basically for all accounts purposes, like different people. And that's exactly what you're supposed to think. Like Skarsgård is a different person now yeah. too. He's, He's going to separate and he's kind of sitting in the back, like looking down. And then what do they just say? They get to the airport and everyone kind of goes off on their own. And they're just like, bye, have a nice flight. See, see you next, next summer. Year, yeah. yeah. And she's like, we hope I, we see you again next summer. And he's like looking at his ticket or whatever. And then he looks around at all the other people and it's like loud, like noise of people and talking. It builds. builds up. Yeah. And then it's basically cuts to him like sitting on the beach and it's like raining. So I think uh, what I inferred from that was he's already thinking about going back yeah. like next year. Right. And I wasn't sure if you were supposed to think that or you were supposed to think like he just couldn't return to normal life. And so he went back to this empty resort in the like rainy season. Yeah, I mean, you could you could think that either too. way, I guess. Yeah, I think it, I think for no, me, I think it, you're right. I think that makes better into like the whole rebirth thing that he that that's who he is now. Yeah. And he wants to go back there and he's kind of just thinking about it, but you could totally be right. Maybe he couldn't go back to his normal life and he went back there, but then that's not as interesting to no, me. No, it's so not. It's not. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, you're totally right. It could have, you could infer whatever it's, you want. It's yeah. It's what you want to think. I don't know. Um, man. Mm. So, so yeah, if crimes of the future was a 6.5, this was like a 7.5. I think so. I, yeah. I enjoyed it way more. Um, it was a more fluid story. It was fucking brutal. It was like two hours, but it went by super fast. So, Cause like I said, uh, it was something was happening all the time. And now I'm super excited to kind of see what he keeps doing. Um, especially if they're going back and, um, just loving possessor. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say I loved it, but really digging it. Right. And now seeing what he's doing now, I think with each of his movies, he's gotten just significantly better. And this, it kind of like blew me away. It's very like much like Cronenberg, but he's doing his own thing with this movie yeah. also. It doesn't feel like he's riding his dad's coattails no, anymore. No, it feels no, no. like he's coming to his own. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, seven out of a little, seven, five. A little body horror thrown in there, which I appreciate it. Yeah, it's like a, it's almost like a drama, you know? It's like a psychological thriller. Yeah. Would you say? Yeah. With a little drama. I would say, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. It's definitely psychological. I mean, I think it checked off a lot of boxes for me, right? It was like the acting was really good. A hot guy to look at, a hot bitch to look at. Bitch, I mean, chick, woman, um, lady. She, I mean, listen. There's something about Mia Goth where, like, she is very seductive, and she's very, especially oh, good she, at in this movie. She's right? A, she's great. She was great. She's great in everything. She's, so, she's she's a great. I mean, like, the only reason Pearl was any worthwhile, like, and if you like Pearl, like, that's cool. It just wasn't for me. But the only reason that movie was even remotely interesting is because she fucking acted her ass yeah. off in it, and she's she's fucking great. She's great. Yeah, she's, she's fucking intense. She's super intense. And she plays a great <laughs> fucking crazy person. Yes. Like that's what Steph kept just saying. She's fucking crazy. <laughs> she is. Cause she, you don't see that. It's like a gradual build because you think she's a normal person. Well, like you think it, she's a little weird, but you then know I was like trying to like compare her to like other actresses and like who are, she reminds me of. She doesn't remind me of anybody. She is like literally, she's very she's unique. Mia goth. Yeah. Like she does her own set of acting. She's fucking, she's phenomenal. 
She really is. Like, I, don't, I can't say anything bad about anything she does acting wise. Oh, so I'm going to continue my Not like my, Keanu Reeves, because we box. saw the John Wick 4 trailer, and I was just like, how are these still happening? He's a terrible I'm actor. I'm going to need some guns. <laughs> and I was just looked at Steph like, oh my God, they, that's the take? That's the take they went with? Oh my God. Okay, my, my next box, um, boobies. Mm-hmm. Lots of boobies. Um, and gore. The gore was, there wasn't a lot There's of it. There's some bush shots, too. It was fucking intense. Well, she was f- fully shaved. Yeah, but you know when they, you see her, but when they did do gore, they went there with oh, the gore. Oh, it was yeah, yeah. It was so a lot. that's why I kind of like him too. It's like when he do, when, when when he did this movie, when he did particular scenes, it wasn't just like I'm going to do this a little bit. I'm going to do this. He's like I'm going to do this full full force. Yeah. You know, I so, was I was cringing a couple. I mean, the two scenes, right? The the kid stabbing, yeah, and and the, and him beating the fucking head in. Jesus Christ. Yeah, they could have played more into like the home invasion thing and made that a little more gorier, but it was fine. Um, I thought there was going to be more. I thought it was going to be crazier when they were going into these people's houses. I thought yeah. they were going to be raping them, and right, you, right, you don't right. really. I mean, they could have raped people. You don't know what was going on in the other room because you just hear people chattering with throughout the yeah, house. Yeah. So that could have been happening, and just you're supposed to just infer that. Um, but I, th- I think that could have been a little cooler, and it would have been cool to see them break into that like barbed wire fence area where oh, everybody's living yeah, and just yeah. to see what it looked like. Right. Even if they didn't kill anybody, it would have been cool no, to have a scene see, of him like going in there. I like that they just gave you a glimpse of that because yeah. it made you wonder, you know? And then later on you make sense of everything, but you're like, why? Why are people living behind barbed wire fences? It's like it's weird. Yeah. You know? Um I mean I don't know. I really I liked it. What do you what did you say? I, th- I think I agree. I think seven point five. Yeah, it seems good to me too. Yeah. Lock it in. Seven point five. So the victor of oh, it's, Cronin Dad versus Cronin Son. It's Son all the way. Son, you win. <laughs> I mean, as a overall, if we're talking about filmography. Well, I mean, that's Dad, of course. Cronin Son has a long way to go. Oh yeah, yeah. on the road. Yeah. To, I, I would love to see him do like a kind of like a like a straight straight up horror movie with like some creature shit somehow. You know, because yeah. he he's got he's got the chops now, bruh. And and I think Possessor in this movie are so different too really like that's what Cronenberg was doing in his prime. He was just making a ton of movies that kind of felt like the same movie, but then were like very different. Like if you watch Possessor in this, you could tell it was the same guy that did it. Right. And like same thing with Cronenberg, like when he made Videodrome and then he made The Fly and he made uh, The Brood. Mm-hmm. There's an evolution there, but like his movies, like The Brood he made for his, because of his, when his first wife was leaving him and it was supposed to like, again, he takes everything to fucking heart right. and literal and he like tied that into like his own existence and how that affected him and made this whole movie based around his like going through a divorce oh, really? with his wife. Yeah. Damn. And The Brood's like one of my favorite Cronenberg movies. Uh, I mean, but his, his, his 80s movies are just fucking, 70s and 80s Cronenberg's just fucking where it's at, man. He's never gonna get. He's never gonna be peak like that again. Right. But I still love that he is still grinding shit out, man. Yeah. Because he could just be like John Carpenter, just playing Call of Duty <laughs> in his basement all day, not fucking even lifting a finger. Okay, we get some good synth albums every once in a while, but come on, bro. Yeah. But when John Carpenter did a movie again, when he finally decided to dip his toes back in, it was not good. So. Yeah. You know, I don't. I, don't I mean, think at some point, maybe it's time to give it up to the yeah, young, no, mo- to the listen, youngins. Making a movie is a it's an endeavor. Yeah, it's fucking. There's a lot of moving parts. I can't imagine wanting to do that like at Daddy Cronenberg's age, but he's still doing it. God, don't you just want to meet Viggo Mortensen? Yeah. I think he's a great guy. I do want to meet him. 
I want to ask him all about Aragorn. All right, hey, Aragorn. What's I want to ask him about the 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 spa fight scene or whatever when he was in the. When he was the, more inscrutable. Yeah, when he was. I, I want to ask popping. him what was the who made the decision with the Assassin's Creed outfit in Crimes of the Future? Yeah. <laughs> was that you or was that Dave? Because yeah. I need to know who was behind the the reins of that one. <laughs> And what's the way you crouching all the time? Why couldn't you just stand and talk to people? Because he was tired, I think. He's almost, he almost like acts strange in this, like almost like as, as if he's Crispin Glover. Oh man, like, yeah. It's just like this weird, frail, like afraid nerdiness yeah. that he exudes. It's true. Uh, two good movies though, man. And uh, I do recommend you watch them back to back. I told Steph when we were watching Infinity Pools, like this does it, or when we're done rather, that it does, they there's parallels, man, between Crimes of the Future and Infinity Pool. Like some of those ideas are syncing up for a little bit. It's yeah. pretty cool. It's just cool. I wish I had something so cool and in common with my dad where we could just talk about how we like to eat our chicken tenders with uh, Vaseline. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but I don't. My dad's yeah. like, oh, go Eagles. And I'm like, no, go Eagles. <laughs> That's my dad too. Yeah. <laughs> so a cool thing that I read an article about um, they're now doing that kind of reminded me, it was very Cronenberg of the medical field to start doing this. There are uh, growing uh, skin grafts now using 3D technology for burn victims, but with like actual like cells. Oh, and it's really interesting. It's really it's really cool actually because uh, a lot of times with burn victims, when uh, and you see it too, like if you've seen someone that has terrible burns, particularly like in your hands, it's really hard to do skin grafts on hands because yeah. there's like all these moving parts and stuff like that. So you always end up seeing like people with their have like really terribly scarred hands because mm-hmm. it doesn't heal right. There ends up being a lot of like scar tissue and then their mobility of their hands actually suffers. So they started, now they've uh, figured out how to 3D print like these cool, and it's basically like a glove. Oh, and that's you, cool. And you put it over people's hands and it heals it, you yeah. know, like your own flesh would pretty wow. much. So you get like full mobility back. Um, I want that technology. <laughs> what are you gonna do with it for my Punane paratrooper? Because <laughs> I'm trying to get him. I'm trying to get my my boy like bulked up with this technology. I want to get him a few more inches, like he's wearing high heels. Oh, my, my like platform heels. Like he's wearing padded. Like he's wearing like, like he's wearing a padded bustier. You know, nothing oh, yeah, substantial, yeah. but just give me two inches. You just and gotta it, push him up a little. It makes him look so much bigger. Well, push him up in a bustier. Yeah, yeah, like a like a dick bustier, but like a flesh one, like an addition. You know. Right. Like maybe they could put like a dickhead on top of my dickhead to give me that extra two inches. That is very Cronenberg. Double dickhead. Double dickhead. <laughs> but, it's a du- but it's like a double ridge dickhead. Yeah. So it ends up looking like one dickhead, but it's got double dual yeah, ridges yeah, yeah. for your pleasure. I mean, yeah. Yeah, not for me. <laughs> I do often wish I still had my foreskin though. But what, but I mean, you have a lot of like, um, there's a lot of sensitivity in that area, right? So if you had a double dickhead, it would be like a, a way more sensitive area. True. Double the, right? double the neurons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like if you wait, so a foreskin, I mean, people say that, right? Like there's more pleasure, like you lose pleasure because if, if you have, if you're like circumcised. Yeah. Because well, I, I think I know why people say that because like when you're janking your crankshaft, like that extra foreskin, you use that almost like a sock, like a flashlight, like a, yeah, like a flashlight or like a sock, a yeah. woman sock. Yeah. You know, so you, when like you, a woman's sock, like a dry cotton sock against your dick. I said woolen oh, sock. I, <laughs> they said a woman's sock because they're little. <laughs> no, woolen sock. I mean, <laughs> wool against your dick is going to be itchy. Well, wool wool, wool dipped in Vaseline. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I get that chunk, yeah. that chunk smear. Because have you ever worn a wool sweater? They're fucking itchy. I don't think I've ever actually worn like, like a sweater, real oh, wool. Okay. I've, I've worn things that claim they were wool, but that's up for debate. Yeah. Like we could be like <laughs> thick rat hair right? Right. Or from where I'm shopping. Um, 
So real quick, I want to say we have new merch dropping. We have a new shirt right now, actually, on our web store that just launched February 1st. It is the 2023 Sale of Satan logo designed by Beyond Goods. Uh, it's awesome. It's like an old school horror throwback tee. Uh, it's just white. And it looks like kind of like uh, the Creeper from Creepshow. Uh-huh. Uh, it's fucking it's awesome. amazing. Uh, this coming Thursday, we will have a Sale of Satan Synthwave uh tea dropping and i'm gonna have the y2 killers tea dropping and i'm gonna bring back the tales from the clit tea hell yeah so those three teas will be added and um maybe like a hoodie or something uh i'll figure it out uh or a long sleeve uh shirt um and then real quick steph uh patreon yeah and also i do want to mention we're back to trying to record and release episodes weekly for you guys although they they are not numbered episodes because it's nearly impossible for all of us to get in the same room together to record on a weekly basis anymore we're adults we all have lives so we are doing our own little separate things for you guys steph and i with Mm -hmm. simon gamora benny with y2 killers we're doing the bite-sized uh satan episodes and we're doing the main and trying to do four episodes of that nature a month i think we're doing a good so job if you continue to listen to the show maybe you dropped off patreon when we weren't releasing stuff but maybe you want to come back we will welcome you we appreciate everybody that signed up we did bring back the hundred dollar level on patreon to pick your own movie um that's already filled and i think it'll probably we're doing be filled one again we're yeah. doing one a month so once someone fills that slot you have to wait for them to drop off to be able to and you just have to f- be on patreon and figure out when they drop off uh to do that uh, and that's just because if I open it up for everybody, I don't want to have like 10 movies that people picked. and Shitty movies. No. Well, well, no, it's not <laughs> even that. Kidding. I mean, listen, if you want to watch a shitty movie, I'm probably going to veto you and tell you. I'm gonna, what I'm going to tell you to do is pick at least four movies. And, you know, if you have your heart set on one movie, I'll definitely cover it for you. But I will sway you if you try to pick a terrible movie. Because <coughs> some people don't understand. And I'm not trying to act like I'm a professional. Sorry. I'm just a <laughs> shitty uh, horror podcast host. But... I try to think like, is this movie going to translate well to an episode? Right. You know, is it going to be fun to talk about? Some movies do not. No. And some movies, as much as I love them, do not translate. Right. But yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, support us on Patreon, please. Stephanie, new patrons. Um, okay, so bear with me. We're going to go back kind of far. If I if I miss you somehow, I'm sorry. And if I said you again, um, that's great. So. Um, Champagne, and that's spelled with an SH. Champagne supernova in the sky. Do you like to listen to Oasis if you hear it on the radio? No, I usually switch it. You don't like it? It doesn't bring no. you back to a better time? No. It does for me, I will say. Champagne, Pagney supernova. Really? I just uh, like, mm. there's other bands I'd rather listen to. Today is gonna, gonna be the day, day that I'm gonna throw it back to you. You and you. <laughs> I just never thought they were great. So like for Neither me, did I, uh, but it has this. I'd rather, this hey, let me put it this way. Earworm shit. I would rather listen to the Goo Goo Dolls. Oh, me too. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, we named Go all yeah, day. Yeah. Especially if we're talking about the, the, the Twister soundtrack. Because uh-huh. the other day I listened to Long Way Down four times on repeat really? on the, on the oh, ride home. Shit. And, I, and then I looked down at my fucking, uh, my speedometer, 95 miles yeah. per hour. That's how I like, it. Long Way Down. I was like, dirt it, dirt it, I was like dipping and dodging through people and I almost died because of the Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> oh my god. Um Patrick O'Reilly, Chelsea Morning, um, Travis Reams. Wanna keep going? I heard guys. you ream, Travis. How many reams do you do? Keep on going. I'm sorry guys, bear with me, because this is not easy to navigate. Oh my god, scrolling for days. I know. Tick tock, tick, tick, tock, tick. 
Okay. Little Steffi and Jessup on some murderous um, shit. John Connolly, Phoenix Himes, Justin Wood. Jay Wood. That's our boy. It is. I'm going to keep on going. We're going back far Speaking here, of Jay Wood, Jay Wood, you got to email me all the, all the fucking designs you've done for us. And if you're cool with it, I would love to print them on t-shirts. David Cardi, Petra Griven, Samurai Stoner, Stephen B, Wayne O'Halligan, Beth Pasquale. Pasquale. Or Pasquale. Is that, is that, is that Pedro Pascal? Uh, my, well, I wish. She's a patron? I wish. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, Pedro, up your fucking Patreon, bro. Uh, so you could do at least 200 a month. Brendan Kellum, Celluloid Sickness. This is back through October, so I'm sorry if I missed anyone. I tried. That's as far as I'll go. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And uh, let's give him a round of applause, Stephanie. Thank you to everybody supporting us. You're paying for the Simon Gamora studio. Yeah. And you're, you're going to help us pay for our taxes, too, that are coming up uh, for the <laughs> podcast. So thank you very much, Lee, on that. Anything else to add, my lovely dear? Um, I don't think so. Oh, uh, I, I, I do want to say, if you guys aren't watching Physical 100 on Netflix, oh my God, get right? on that I, shit. How didn't we talk about that get at all? Get on that shit. Physical 100 on, on Netflix is basically like live version Squid Game. It's so fucking obviously people fun. aren't dying but like it's fun it's so intense and i love to see people that are just way more physically in shape than me i I'm look at like, these people's bodies i mean especially the women i mean the men but like i'm so impressed by like a woman who's just like big and muscular and strong bitches on that show i mean Ooh, these people are in the best shape it's so fucking some impressive. of those women wrestlers i'm like she boing boing it to the bank yeah you're like i wish they were wrestling I me make, i want to make a come withdrawal <laughs> both skirts take both take a bit out of my both my skirts <laughs> Both my testicles. I don't have two scrotums. I have four balls. Man. Remember, so you, you have, had four balls. I would be a true Cronin son. You have double scrotum, double dickhead. Remember, imagine, Holy imagine shit! Imagine if you had a double scrotum, right? Four balls hanging, and then when you would do doggy style, it would be like slap, 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 slap. It would be like those. <laughs> it would be like those two balls, oh the metal God, balls that yes. you like slack, and they keep hitting each other. Yeah. For, it would be like an infinite loop. It would be like an infinity pool of balls. Would, yeah. Can you? What are you hitting down there? That's the second time you did it. It's like the chid, the table leg. I'm sorry. The chid leg. The chid. The chid leg. <laughs> it's the, I was chid, the chair leg. But it's the table leg. It's the chiddling. <laughs> okay, okay, Cronenberg renaming tables. That's that sounds like something that would have been in Crimes of the Future too. Yeah. Step inside the chiddling. <laughs> oh, the chiddling. Yes, and we also have a sark. But yeah. they, the thing that they called that chair was was terrible. It was like brecky chair. Yeah, it was. or something. I was like brecky chair. <laughs> was- Everything else is like orchid bed. Uh, Sark autopsy module, and it should have been David Cronenberg being like, "Oh, remember when you used to watch Pee Wee's Playhouse, Brandon?" And uh, Cherry was in it. It should have just been Cherry that was the uh, the brecky chair or or the brec the breakfaster. That's what it was called. It should have been just Cherry, but Cherry has no flesh on him, and it's just Cherry's bones, and he's just going ah. And then Cowboy Curtis comes in, and he's like, "Oh, let me sit in this uh, brecky chair. Let me." Mm, yeah, let me eat some uh, country fried steak on this brecky chair. Ah! The thing about the design of that chair is it was very Giger ish, right? Like it had like yeah, the, if Giger molded something with bubble gum, right? No, but it had this very like um, just this the the aesthetic of it. If it was like metal, it would have looked like Giger. Anytime they were in that chair, <laughs> me and stuff were dying laughing. It was so dumb because it was supposed to help them it, aid them in digestion, yeah, right? So it would like move around because at one point we didn't talk about it, but we'll end it with this when he's. Because uh, Vigo, not Gigo, uh, when Vigo is trying to eat, he stops eating and he doesn't like it. And he's like, no, I don't like it. Oh, gross. Oh, I don't like Huevo's Rancheros no more. And the chair is like humping, humping, trying to get him to eat it. It's like, come on, hump, come on, hump, hump, eat your hump, eat your hump. And then she's like, eat the plastic bar. And the chair stops moving. Yeah. And he's like. Because it could sense his body was like, yeah, I'm ready for the plastic. Give me that Coke bottle. 
Come on, I'm hungry. I'm ready to poop out the six pack container of plastic and pollute the ocean even more. <laughs> All right, it's been fun. It's been uh, real. Next episode's gonna be our. We won't be doing Conan the Barbarian actually because we decided on doing our best of, worst of 2022 episode. So we'll be doing that, and then we'll be doing a uh, Y2 Killers with the entire crew. Yeah, well, minus Malola because minus Malola, attorney. But everybody knows that bitch. Dead, dead in everyone's eyes so just keep on having her dead in your eyes when she Aww. comes back she can be alive in your eyes that's not true she'll be reborn she'll be suck reborn. it on a nippy <laughs> she will gumgy gumgy she'll be sucking on Alex's nipple on his <laughs> World of Warcraft nipple uh, we'll see you again in the Cities of Sin on Sodom and Gamora because of the end of civilization the clamp cable network now leaves the air we hope you have enjoyed our programming but more importantly, we hope you have enjoyed life. Follow your spirit.